Hello, and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Phoebe. And my name is Caroline, and today we are recapping Season 4, Episode 15 of Pretty Little Liars. Do you know the name of it? Yeah. Pop quiz, do you know the name of it? It's called Love Shock Baby. Whoa. Clearly, Caroline didn't even listen to my outro last time we recapped an episode, which was two weeks ago. And I actually sang the song in the outro. Well, I believe I did text you and ask you what the outro was and if, like, it was something, like, embarrassing or whatever, and you literally were just like, LOL, no. So I was like, okay, then I don't need to listen to it. It wasn't embarrassing. It was just I figured that I was there. It was like, I figured that I was there for it because we record this podcast. You weren't, though. I know, but in my mind, it was like, why would I need to go listen to it? I lived it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't realize Because it was culturally significant to some. Oh, to some. Maybe even money, perhaps money. I feel like I haven't yes. spoken to you in a decade. Yeah, I feel like that is true. I, s- I guess, yeah, we didn't really have to, like, record too much last week, just once. Um, Not much is up. That's a bit different. I'm going you to Georgia like this weekend. Oh, yeah. Wait, so what are you going to Georgia for, just to see Julie? Yeah, and then they're going on a cruise, <sighs> and I'm staying at their house and watching their dogs for i'll be there for like two weeks oh my <laughs> god can you believe wait should i make a freaking pit stop i'm gonna be in south carolina uh, maybe it's not really a pit stop but you can come okay, down i know but like i'm closer there than i am here maybe am i allowed to cross state lines in a rental car <laughs> Caroline, <laughs> cross state lines without permission. Period. <laughs> Am I allowed to cross state lines? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally am. Um, why? I just had to book a rental car because I'm going to Charleston. Um, if you're listening on Thursday, I'm already there. I'm going to Charleston <laughs> this week, and um, I had to book a rental car, and I was like booking it. And it just is like, are you over 25? And I'm like, hell yeah. And then it's like, hell yeah. Are you, are you over 30? And I'm like, what's the right answer? Like, <laughs> I'm feeling like two degrees of ageism and I'm only 28 years old. So like, yeah. So then I'm like, no. And then my rate goes up. My rate goes up because I'm between the age of 25 and 30. I'm like, what would a 25 year old's rate look like? Oh my God. Holy I also, moly. I, it's a rule that I don't really like quite understand I understand if it's like 21, but 25 feels like so random. If you can stay in a hotel by yourself, you can vote, you can. They're just like, let's just like give them something else, you know, because something things kind of get a little boring after 21. So it's like, let's just give them something to look forward to. You could rent a car if you wanted. Um, <sighs> but it still just is like, oh my God, it was like, I don't know, Sudoku. It was intense. <laughs> booking this freaking car and i'm like petrified of it because mom for some reason has the fear of god instilled in me when it comes to rental vehicles what about you oh my god okay she's like make sure every time you rent a vehicle you skew to 360 of the car and you film it and you get every single so you make sure you take inventory of any dents scratches nicks any imperfections so they can't put that on you 
<laughs> when you bring it back. You always get the rental car insurance and protection. You always get it. If you can't afford to get that, you can't afford to get the car. <laughs> I, just, I mean, just like, on and on and on. Something about rental cars, like you having to fill up the gas before you get there, doesn't feel quite right to me. It's like who's working for who? It's like the same way where <laughs> when I pick up a car from getting inspected, I expect the gas tank to be full. I know that's, that that's not insane. a part of that's it. That's actually and it never has been crazy. You might be the only person on earth who thinks that. Are you being rude? How unique. You're different. No, I'm just, I'm not trying to be different. I'm saying they're similar vibes. I know, you just are. You just are. <sighs> You're just different, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Wait, I was watching the podcast. Okay, so if you're not on the Patreon, holy moly, you got to get on there. Because we, um, we did something pretty brave. We did something pretty And I didn't even, like, know just how brave it was until I really sat down and and watched it today. And by the way, it was Caroline's call. It was Caroline's call. I think I, like, didn't, didn't, wasn't in my right mind. You didn't think think I'd actually do it? (laughs) I didn't think you had the freaking guts to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish that I said something hilarious just now and you did a spit take. That would have been terrible. Because it would have been perfect. Because I have so much technology before (laughs) me. me saying that would have been perfect. You saying that would have been terrible at the exact same time. (laughs) That is so us. (laughs) Galinda Alphaba vibes. Who's who? Who do you think? You're obviously Glinda. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I know. I know that. I mean, honestly, Uh, if we had gone to high school together at the same time, kind of. Wait, hang on. You you (laughs) were... You were sledding it up with people like furio in high school and i was wanting wait i'm sorry (laughs) what the fuck did you just call him fiero (laughs) furio (laughs) who's furio never is the that's the walmart version of fiero it's kind of like when you like read the harry Potter. not you i'm talking in second person just so caroline doesn't think that i'm accusing her of getting something wrong oh don't worry it's like when you're smarter than that and people would read Harry Potter and read Hermione as Hermione or like they didn't quite know how to say Hermione. It's like when you read the wicked book, you're like, how do you say some of these names? That's true. Also, I famously that Ethan Slater was noticeably absent, absent from, the, <laughs> from trailer. the trailer. I literally I was talking with Michelle about it today and we were like. Thank God they they couldn't put him in there. They couldn't have one single speck of Ethan Slater in there because way too distracting. Yeah. And <laughs> Michelle was like, honestly, I feel like that about the entire movie, like a little bit distracting. Let's just remove Bach, please. Yeah. Let's. let's Why wasn't <laughs> Bowen Yang Bach? It's stupid. No, that would have been incredible. Who is oh, he playing? I, thought, I didn't hear you say I know. I thought you just said no. And I was like, you've changed. No, no, no. I love him. I'm watching Traitors. Have we talked about this? Um, I don't know if we've really talked about it, but everybody in the world is talking about it. So, are you watching it? No, I haven't started yet, but I do want to because I love Alan Cumming. Dude, it's so good. I was up last night folding laundry, like, and I just was like enthralled. I like watched like five episodes in a row. So I'm watching season two, and I'm gonna go back and watch season one. But it is, so for those of you who don't know, it's on Peacock, and it's a show hosted by Alan Cumming. 
living legend. And it's like at a castle in Scotland. And the whole premise is that there are like however many people in the house. This time they're all some kind of famous person. So like athletes, reality television stars, bachelor, comedian, like whatever, all kinds of things, actors. And um, there are two people who are secretly named traitors. And every night they get to kill somebody in the house. So they meet and they discuss who they're going to kill. And then the next day, everybody votes on who they think the traitor is. And if they vote on you and you get the most votes, you have to leave the house whether you're the traitor or not. But before you leave, you reveal your status. There's a game like that, isn't there? I don't remember what it's called. It's called Secret Something. But it's the same idea of like you want to try to seem like... Yeah, like, like it's it's crazy. And there are a lot of so there's like the gamers, like the big brother people are there and like they're really good at the strategy part of it. Mm-hmm. I would this is another show I would love to be on. But they do have challenges during the day or or night where like you can get shields that keep you safe and you can also like you develop alliances like through the challenges you talk to the other people whatever it's also kind of like survivor in that way yeah it's dude it's so good and then the production value is so high like they have the big funeral for i think like it's for one or two people who have died and everyone like i'm sure they're dressing them there because I, i don't think these people brought all these costume pieces like but like it's beautiful it like looks so good it's just crazy like the castle it's giving i don't know i want to go so bad it looks amazing i was kind of worried when i i think why i didn't want to watch it was because the ads made it seem like it was like the production value didn't seem it just seemed a little like cheesy to me and then I, I was kind of surprised. I think the same. I was it surprised to cheesy. hear everybody raving about it and like everybody talking about how good it is. Yeah, it seems cheesy in the in the ads I've seen as well. I think part of that is just because Alan Cumming is so like <laughs> animated and extra that like out of context it is he a little bit me. like oh he I, I mean, was yeah. like because I but that's another thing that I was like confused about because I saw him doing it and i was like well, i don't believe that he would do like a cheesy game oh show my God. like he's not there yet in his career where he feels like he would have to do that hell no he's like a character like he That's what I is thought, yeah. it's it's so fun i'm it's making me love peter weber i've heard that too i think i heard that on the vile files crazy. It's crazy. or maybe yeah he's what else really well. to? maybe it was vile files no nick did talk about they're watching it um so anyway you should definitely watch it why did i bring it up though why were we because i've been writing down what we've been talking about so that editing is easier but oh nice smart life hack (laughs) life Um. hack take (laughs) notes while you have conversations throughout your day it doesn't matter (laughs) actually even like even so much as like catching up with your local barista just yeah. like walk and around it is with a notepad. Not loserish. No. It is not loserish. And at honestly, all. if it strains your eyes, get a monocle and use that. <laughs> don't but don't whatever you do, do not get readers or Mm-mm. or normal glasses. Because it's not good. You'll see once you then, get the monocle, no, you'll see the difference. It's cause it's not even the, the seeing difference. It's so much that people don't take you seriously if you have glasses on. 
that, but, but it's also monocle, it's really like a monocle until you've like, experienced. All right. all right, she's investigating. Yeah. Okay, she's getting her hands dirty. We shouldn't mess no, with no. her. No, no. Well, okay, we have differing opinions because I look at a person with a monocle and I think they've never gotten their hands no, dirty. No, but no, they no, are no. Like white collar crime. I don't mean physically getting your hands dirty. Okay. I mean like the way that someone who does a white collar crime is getting their okay. hands dirty. Arguably, their hands are dirtier than all of ours. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um. So anyway, <laughs> okay. So a few things we must discuss. The Super Bowl was last night. What a fun little game. I famously love calling the Super Bowl a fun little game. But I was teaching, so I missed the beginning of it. But I got back for the fourth quarter, almost at act, fourth act, and <laughs> overtime. And it was an exciting little game you honestly you you missed the most boring first half of football i've ever watched in my whole life what i heard so lucky for you i dude i was troubled by travis kelsey's behavior towards his coach i agree i think it's been cleared up though i don't remember what was said but um they have a tumultuous relationship it's very much father-son vibes andy reed did Uh a lot like really took a chance on travis maybe he wasn't arrested he got in trouble in college when they were in new orleans for smoking weed and he was underage drinking on bourbon street so he's a bad boy he's a literal he kill a (laughs) trav is a bad boy (laughs) you would have thought kill a trav has earned his name (laughs) why was he arrested well Kill a, a trap. Kill a trap. We'll tell you again. <laughs> Down on Bourbon Kill Street. Kill a trap will tell you it was a misdemeanor drug charge, but I think the name says it all. <laughs> Kill a trap. Yeesh. Yeesh. I actually just have said yeesh twice in the last five minutes, and I'm like, whoop. Are we having a brand change? No. <laughs> Never, but yeesh um, might be added to the lexicon. But I do agree. If I'm Taylor, because it. I've I've talked about his temper tantrums before, um, and that I think that he gets he's a little quick to anger. But I d- I've never gotten that vibe from him. Not when he's been like playing his game. So I feel yeah, like true his little game. And I think that he and Taylor have been together long enough where I'm like, if he was a really sh- and he was with that girl yeah, yeah, before yeah. for so long that I just like feel like he. Just I mean, he loves the game. I don't care if you're annoyed by it. I literally don't care. Shut up. Because I just have been loving. First of all, seeing Taylor in a club, never thought I'd see the day. Seeing Taylor in a club, getting to experience one of the finest parts of life for us regular people, which is dancing to Taylor Swift and getting to sing to Taylor Swift in the club. I mean... And and then like and then having the guy in the club, the most popular guy there, like mm-hmm. you're both you you won a Grammy last weekend. He just won the Super Bowl. You guys are on top of the fucking world. You're so in love. Everyone's so happy for you. Like it's, it's so just crazy. so great seeing these like video. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Ugh. And what I what I really do love, I think Super Bowl Sunday. Is one of the most perfectly 
engineered days of the year. It's Tell perfect. Tell me more. It's a day oriented around like a four-hour event. A freaking that, pigskin. That has something for everyone. You have football for people that like football. You have the ads for people that don't really care about football but like want to laugh. Then you have the halftime show for people that really don't care about either of the other things. You have, it's not like a, a regular like, when you have a get together, it's, uh, it's not like a dinner party. You're having people over and it's like, yeah, bring chips and guacamole and queso. It's perfect. The only thing that would make it better is if we had Monday off. I don't quite understand. <laughs> okay. I don't quite understand why I just <sighs> Super Bowl Sunday feels right to me like the day of the week. Yeah, it definitely to, shouldn't be another day. Having to go to work the next day. It's not even like a, a hangover thing. It's just a matter of like I remember being a kid and like going to Super Bowl parties at yeah. like like when the Goldmans had theirs when the Steelers were in it. Like going and to you're just the like next tired day. the next day. Yeah, because you had a freaking blast. Because you had a freaking blast. At freaking out late, and if the Steelers won, you're running up and down Beverly Road. I also remember though, like when I was in high school, and I'd go to a boy's house to watch the Super Bowl, and like the girls, we we would all like get so excited to go watch the Super Bowl, and mom would be like, "Gil, do you know anything about sports? <laughs> Gil, you should talk. You should talk to dad because he might be because you know what guys like it when you're interested <laughs> in what they like. Caroline's like, and guys you don't have like to worry. It. You don't have to worry about me." figuring out what guys like <laughs> he's like all right mom hey mom i've kind of got it down pat in case you haven't <laughs> noticed i'm grounded for having hickeys every other weekend how do you think i scored um, this mad invite yeah <laughs> uh how do you think i got on the pk list <laughs> in the first place <laughs> yeah um anyway but and then it was like so exciting the next day too because then like something probably exciting happened but then you had to see them at school and it was mm -hmm. like so exciting so i did kind of like live for that and i d it just feels like a moment where like i just love camaraderie it's one of my fave <laughs> things ever tell me about it wow <laughs> i just I, love phoebe I, just like staring <laughs> off into space like i just how to put into words i <laughs> i just love camaraderie <laughs> I do. I but do. You know I love what? spirit. I love fun. <laughs> okay, you <laughs> must stop. You must quit while you're ahead, girl. I feel like don't I'm say perfect. another word. <laughs> I'm don't right say another word. Our street cred is literally in the gutter after that. <laughs> you literally tanked it. Why? Because you're like, I love spirit. <laughs> I love spirit. <laughs> I do. I just. I wish we had spirit assemblies for just everyday life. No, for everyday okay. citizens, like <laughs> the average, like you and me. I wish I could go to a freaking Jersey Mike's and have a freaking spirit assembly. <laughs> because we can all use a little more spirit, don't you think? And camaraderie. <laughs> Isn't that is just not, what the goal is? That is not To all what I feel mean. a little more camaraderie. I just like when, like, there are teams... And I just, I like that the whole country, like, is watching the same thing. No, I and totally like, am understanding what you're saying, Faith. And it's, like, there is no, like, right or wrong side, really, to be on. It's just, like, <laughs> everybody just so loves the funny. game. What the 
I love it. Phoebe waxing poetic about the Super Bowl for five entire minutes. Phoebe, who like doesn't actually know anything about football. FYI. That's bullshit. She, she texted yesterday. She's like, this is my new thing. I am having a Super Bowl Sunday party every I year no, until I, I kick the can. <laughs> I am doing it's that. It's my new personality. No, And that's now she's true. like, she's going to be the person that like wanders around. She's like, did you know that at the first Super Bowl ever, it was held at this place and she's just going to have facts. And no, I'm not so going to be like that. We have Anthony and the family to do that, to do the facts. But for me, first of all, thank you very much. I do know a lot about football. Thanks to Anthony and dad and G daddy. You know something about it, I guess. <laughs> you know that Travis Kelsey plays for the freaking <laughs> Chiefs. No, my new You crush know that his girlfriend is Taylor Swift. My crush is Christian McCaffrey. Google him. He's so hot. Oh, I've seen him. He's dating Olivia Culpo. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'd like to now discuss Usher's halftime performance. Okay. Why was he dressed like a transformer? He looks like literally, wait until I send, I'm going to send this to you. There's a transformer named like Blue J or something. And it and it's exactly what Usher wore. I couldn't tell. He looks tell like the bad I, guy in like, it kind in of like looked a like dance he was mafia movie. Trying to be like, it kind of looked like. It was kind of like a football uniform, like the the, uh, the football padding. It kind of looked like, and uh, then he came out on roller know. skates, and I'm like, <sighs> and it was what giving I'm robot. Here's what I'm really mad about, is that tell me, Justin Bieber, just decided he didn't feel up for it. He had a dressing room and equipment and everything there. Wait, what? Have you been living under a rock? I guess. Everybody for like the past like four days has been like, what if Justin comes out? What if? I mean, I've seen that. I just assumed it was because of his relationship with Usher. Yes. And then he showed up to Vegas and people were like, oh, wait, what if he actually is doing that? And then the day, or maybe it was Saturday. It was reported that like he had a dressing room and equipment by Demois. And then obviously, we know, he didn't end up coming out. And poor Alicia Keys. Poor Alicia Keys was up there. I don't know what was going on there. But when you look at the performance on YouTube, they made it so that her voice doesn't crack in the beginning. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. I agree. I should have watched the Nickelodeon broadcast. We watched it for the end. It was the most annoying shit on earth. Oh, really? I heard good things. Oh, my God. I was just so annoyed the whole time. Someone was like, so, Patrick, what do you think of the f- game football? What do you ever heard that it's named the pigskin? Yeah. <laughs> like, just the whole time. Uh, and no, then, like, and mind. then, like, fucking lobster man, big lobster man is, like, walking around on the field, like, bumping into the players, like, give them some space. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give them a little space. And then Sandy Cheeks is, like, it's just a lot, but it was cute, <laughs> I guess. I preferred the normal, the normies game, which right, is crazy, right. I know. I mean, yeah. to say, because I'm famously different, but yeah. Um, but no. Definitely. Did but you I see thought also Usher sounded terrible. I don't think it was Usher, though. I think the sound was bad. You could barely hear him. I think that it was. Yeah, but he just also, him. like, 
No, like when he, I could hear him at times. I thought I'm it was saying fine. it sounded bad. I thought he was pretty good. It was mm, a pretty good wrong. halftime show to me. I love when they have ew, a little marching really band situation. Like, I didn't mean to say ooh. I just like didn't really. I was so bored. I mean, I just think I would have maybe structured the songs a little differently too. Like, I just think I would have. I would have done it differently if I were Usher. If I were, I would Usher, not have worn blue and black. You look like a bruise. <laughs> I would not have worn blue and black because it's the most boring colors to look at at the same time. Bruise I'm looking at them so and I'm like, sense. I can't even see you. Bruise what? makes so much sense. But I, when you've said that, I thought you were going to say broom. <laughs> I was like, what? No, um, bruise. But um, what do you think of the new Beyonce? I love it. I think it's great. I yeah. am excited. Mimi called it. I'll say it live on the pod because I was I did not have faith in her. I th- I mean I was definitely getting the country vibes from her outfits, and I thought the next album might be country, but I did not think it was going to be Act Two of Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. I thought they might be separated because to me I was like she has defined what Renaissance is so clearly. At least mm-hmm. to me, I was like, it just is like that house ballroom. At music. least she told me. She talked to me it, about yeah, it. Personally. That's kind of what we discussed. And then she started right. wearing these cowboy hats. And I was like, bae. Okay. You <laughs> kind of strayed from the plot here. Um, But I do really like them. And I was a Daddy Lessons stan when Lemonade came out. It was my favorite song on the album for a while. So I'm excited for her to like go back to those country roots because i do think that's so much of her like the 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 foundation of who she is as an artist it'll be cool Uh to see her embrace it and aesthetically i think it's so fun and i do too hopeful that she plans five free to the public shows in pittsburgh pa (laughs) she fucking better (laughs) or you know what build a new stadium you can you, you now can, have the time. You can even name it after yours. The, the next fear, the next fear that they build is going to be is in, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, PA. Pennsylvania. It's actually going to be on the point. They're getting rid of the fountain, and it's no, going no, on no. The point. It's the, the fountain's staying there. It's actually floating right <laughs> in the water where the three rivers meet. It's like when people, but have it's those, actually those not even floating in the water. It's levitating, and everyone's like, "How is it doing <laughs> that? How is anybody getting in? How is anyone getting out?" And the it's like you don't like know a, unless you've done it. Where the water comes up in the point, you can't they see it. They shoot you out There's of it. There's like a tube in it, and it shoots everybody up one by one into the sphere. Okay. So I was thinking the sphere was more like like uh, at an angle, like diagonal away from it. So I don't know about that. Oh, I thought the it was tube, directly I think. on top. No, because it's know over the water. When people, put like a, when people put like a ball on top of a fountain. Oh, I understand ball, what like, you're thinking of. That's not... <laughs> that's no it's gonna be showing. it's gonna be like literally over the rivers as i said <laughs> um and people <laughs> what they're gonna have to do is actually launch themselves inside the fountain on the point and they have to like perfectly angle their body and of mm-hmm. course everybody has to be exactly the same height and weight to do this <laughs> um and everyone's has to be naked and completely hairless <laughs> And you angle your body at a certain <laughs> angle. And if you miss, then you fall into shark infested waters. So long, too bad. Yeah. But wait, if you did, you guys know, did you guys know that the three rivers in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania are famously shark infested? It's mostly the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which tracks. I don't want to point fingers, <laughs> but it's mostly the Ohio River. Um, but yeah, and piranhas. So, um, <laughs> and so then you die probably. And that's 
you kind of knew that could happen. And then, um, but if you don't, then you get it inside the ball and then you mm. get to actually watch the Beyonce show. And how do you get out? But I don't, I have no clue what happens next. I have no <laughs> clue what happens after. Because <laughs> these are Beyonce's so don't rules. Ask, don't ask. I don't know. <laughs> these are Beyonce's rules, not not ours. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, 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 guys. Do not shoot the messenger. Do not shoot the messenger. <laughs> straight I'm from just Renee's delivering mouth. the news. Straight from Renee's, Renee the horse's mouth. That's literally just what they told me. That's <laughs> just what they told me. Um, What did you think of the Beyonce? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I think she looks so pretty. She looks so pretty. I know. I agree. I love and the fits recently. I've really enjoyed the hair, and I think that the hats are fun. It's the yeah, perfect amount of a. I love the hair. Yes, correct. Okay, we have a few more things to discuss. Um, okay, um, I wrote something. Yeah, it's insane how much I love Pinterest. My how things have come full circle. I am addicted to Pinterest. I have a board for, like, name something. I have a board for it. Been there, girl. For literally, what? Been there. Been there or are there? Well, I was there when I was moving into my apartment. But I mean, like, when I say been there, from sixth grade to probably, like, tenth grade, I was so active on Pinterest. I had a board for each one of my kids. My wedding, my life. By the way, guys, uh, she was like, she was like barely double digits. <laughs> and actually, when we had to do like the egg thing, I was like, people were like, well, everybody was struggling to come up with a name, come up with a name. And I was like, well, it's my first. You're board. like, are you, you guys must not love your kids. You guys don't have much. Pinterest boards yet for them. Yeah. My first board. You're, you're falling behind. And yes, I loved Pinterest. I, I actually. Did something really kind and um, really selfless when Caroline was getting married is that I I let her take a peek at my wedding board. Mm, well, because she thought I might want inspo. Well, yeah, because who wouldn't from that board? Right, of course. Right, of course. Um, like down to cake guides. I had cake like. Like, it wasn't just, like, pictures I enjoyed. I was pinning stuff that would be, like, you would show to a wedding planner and be, like, okay, so I've done the research on, like, what shapes wedding cakes come in. <laughs> and so this is kind of what I'm, th- like, I, it wasn't just, like, oh, I love these colors. It was, like, wow. venues and, like, rules of venues <laughs> and, like, things like that. And, like, budget. <laughs> exactly. You had, like, literally, like, worked out the numbers. Literally, and things were labeled. I'd be, like, this is what the father of the groom will wear. And then like, <laughs> this is, okay, ring bearer, wow. question mark, like things like that. Um, no, yeah. Because I wasn't maybe sure if I wanted to have a ring bearer or if Caroline would have kids in time for me to have a ring bearer. Right, right, right. Talk. Well, Lily could. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway. I was definitely thinking Lily Lily would be having... <laughs> would be having the kid that would be the ring bearer when I was in sixth grade and she was barely walking. <laughs> She was just a concept. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I literally, like, I just am having the best freaking time on there. Mm -hmm. I love it. It releases endorphins in my brain. If you're not on Pinterest, get on Pinterest. So stupid. It's like Tumblr for older people. Exactly. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I just mean, like, like, Tumblr isn't really for us. Malfunctioning. (laughs) Malfunctioning. (laughs) 
This is what so just this happened. is this is so showing that Caroline watched the Nickelodeon broadcast of the Super Bowl, <laughs> which she just did. Sorry, that well that was one of the other things is it's a side effect of watching it is now you're stuck like that. Forever? So anyway, um someone wrote in advice for stress and overscheduling, and I thought, well, I'm the perfect person to answer this. I think that's kind of a crazy thing to send in. Are you sure you have the right podcast? <laughs> have you heard of us? Have you heard of us? <laughs> um, I am like trying to figure that out as well. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to crowdsource this advice. Guys, if you have good advice on this, because I'm here's what I'm working on. I'll tell you two things I'm working on that are helping with these. The first for over scheduling, I am learning how to say no and value my time more. Mm-hmm. I like have and I think as women we have a hard time you know asking for what we are worth when you know a man might not have any trouble doing that and we have to like respect our time because it's valuable and so sometimes that means you have to say no to opportunities friends family like sometimes you have to say no and it sucks and it's not fun and you feel bad But that goes into the next thing, which is you can't take accountability for what everybody else is doing and everybody else's decisions. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have to make those choices. So if you feel like, oh, my God, my friend needs me to help her move on this day and you can't, then you can't, then you can't. And, you know, of course, like there are a million factors that could play into this. So, you know, hopefully you would try to make it work if you could, you know, but if you can't. You can't, and it's not your responsibility to then figure out how they're going to move. No. Because they are moving. They are moving. And it would be really nice if you could help them, but if you can't, that's okay. And it is not your job now that you can't. It's not your job to figure out how they can. And, like, so I think those two things, trying to take less accountability for things that I do not need to take accountability for, and number two, saying no to things and they go hand in hand and they help with both of those things so start trying that but then everyone else give us your other ideas because it'd be great phoebe do you have any um i'm at a pretty like i'm not like so i'm not at the busiest point in my life and i think when i was in college i was so busy and like in high school i was so busy but i was i didn't have the like mental mature i like i didn't have the foresight or the perspective to be able to really have advice on that. But I think yeah. that something I've learned in having more free time now is that um, the the value that you put on being able to show up for your friends, you can also put the same value on showing up for yourself. And that, like, if your friend does ask you to move and you, like, the amount that you want to go do that and help them is awesome. But then why don't you also want to make the time like the, yeah. the, the strictness that you hold for what you're going to do for others. Also, try to hold a little bit of that for yourself because it is so you'll true. feel so much better. I don't know if that made any sense, but I'm working on yeah. it. Yeah. Again, we're not like experts on this, but I know I know how you might be confused, though. I know we seem like it. Um, I mean, and, but the truth is. I low-key am an expert on uh, on o- overscheduling because I am constantly overscheduled and I freaking pull it off. So, 
But I do, don't you, don't you feel like that sometimes though is like, I think this is, this is kind of, it's a similar feedback loop that people who are procrastinators get into is like, you get away with it so many times. You get away, like you push things off. You know what? You know what this reminds me of? What? Because (laughs) I talked about the song lyric and therapy, the Noah Khan. If my engine works perfect on empty, I guess I'll drive. I was yeah. like, I feel that so hard. Like mm-hmm. every day I like wake up and I'm like, I feel like I have nothing left to give, but like I'm still gonna just like get through it. It's gonna be fine. So like, I guess I'm just like not gonna, not gonna try to get more sleep because whatever it was fine. Or I'm not gonna try to whatever. Or I'm not gonna try to like, you know, work on my mental health because even though I'm depressed, I'm like, showing up to work you know like it's not Mm -hmm. and like that there can be a positive truth to that perspective not in that lens but if you right like i remember being in high school and like being stressed about like a test and that would be how i'd get through it i'd be like well the test is third period and i have plans to do something fifth period with these people so like it doesn't really matter what's gonna happen when i take the test because the day is gonna keep going so being able to frame, like, you don't have to lose that mindset entirely that you're going to get through it, but just having the awareness of, like, why do I let myself keep putting things off? Or why do I keep letting myself be overbooked at the end of the week? It's because nothing catastrophic has happened yet because of it. Yeah, exactly. And my therapist brought up a good point. She was like, yeah, but if you drive your car and it needs an oil change, yeah, you're going to be able to drive it for a little while, but eventually it's got to blow up. <laughs> so, mm. you know, like eventually it isn't going to be fine. Yeah. So you got to take care of it before, you know. And so that was like an interesting perspective, but that line really like hits for me. Um, do you want to get into our rotations? Oh, we didn't talk about the Wicked trailer. Yeah, we probably should talk about that. Well, it's going to be part of my rotation, so we could do that. Okay, did I write anything else in the note? I feel like I did, and you always skip over it. Target bathrooms. That's all. Oh, why are they always dirty? That actually could be my rotation, but I already have That's all That's so rotations. true. That's and so I true. I have They're never been always in a Target filthy. where... And, and, it, and it is like a juxtaposition to the entire experience of going to Target. I feel like you should walk into a bathroom at Target and it should be pleasant. Yeah. Like like a a bathroom at like Barnes and Noble. It should be a good experience. But I have never not been in a Target where one stall doesn't have a fucking caution sign on it and another stall is like completely out of toilet paper. The other one has actually been like decorated with toilet paper. Yeah, no, and and there's (laughs) toilet paper all over the floor and like... (laughs) And you don't even know. It's, like, growing. Like, you Mm -hmm. don't even know how it continues to just, like, pile and pile up. Yeah. So, I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I was at a Target bathroom this weekend. And it's just, like, every time it's a letdown because you do walk into Target and you're immediately, like, I love it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're, like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom before I I shop. And then you go in there and it's, like, hell on earth. 
It's like the price you have to pay. It's like, yeah, you can have this Nirvana, <laughs> but you, first you have to piss in this stall. And also, it's like giving gas station vibes. Yes. Gas station bathroom vibes which, on a which road trip. And you're sh- like, I guess I have to. It's like, I'm using this out of necessity. Let's be clear. And Target like, should not be giving that. Target should no, not be giving that. No, I shouldn't that. be using the Target bathroom out of necessity. With how much I should be using it I because I'll just for go your because it's... With how much I pay for your products that I know are marked up, you should yeah. be able to pay for that bathroom to be clean. You know what? Yeah. Hey, that's the price I pay, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. the Nirvana. The that's stuff the is price in here isn't free. There isn't a toll. Yeah. No, that's it, though. That was on here. All right. So, yeah. Thanks. Well, I knew I wrote something and Caroline uh, did skip yeah. over it. Oh, my God. You are annoying. Okay. So dream rotation i'm on dream rotation first up tish cyrus i just did listened you listen to her interview to the, oh my god did you yeah well i was taking apart my bunk bed i listened to it i literally love her i was a little bit like okay we get it you smoke weed um but i guess like if i'm her age and i literally spent the better like percentage of my life thinking it was the worst thing on earth and then yeah. I'm like, I would probably act. I mean, that it's way yeah. Too. She's like, <laughs> yeah, literally. And it's like legal where she lives, and it's not like mm-hmm. it's like so normalized. You know what I mean for her that it's not at this point in her life. But anyway, and I think it's helped her a lot. But I just thought she. I mean, and I think that whole family is so likable, except Billy. <laughs> but like, she just w- reminded me so much of Miley, number one, mm-hmm. and. I love her accent. I thought she was adorable. And I thought she said some really, really cute stuff. Like, especially at the end, they were talking about, you know, it's, it was Brandy and Tish talking about doing the podcast together as a mother-daughter duo. And I thought a little bit about you, my fraternal twin, because they're right. like, well, like, we have to talk. Even if we're, like, super busy, like, you have to do the podcast. And we talk about things we might not otherwise talk about, which is kind of nice. Um, and then... Tish was like, yeah, and, you know, I just, like, I do want to help women, and I just, like, know how hard it is to, like, think that you're alone or think that whatever, and she was like, and I love that people just feel like they're hanging out with their friends when they listen, and that's how I feel right now because there are people that don't have, they're not hanging out with groups of friends. Oh, she is so sweet. I love her. And they have such a great (sighs) chemistry and, like, relationship. I didn't know about the podcast until, like, once they brought it up because i feel like they didn't bring it up yeah. until like closer to the end i'm definitely gonna listen and i w- i was like when i first saw it i was like i don't what's their like chem- dynamic gonna be yeah like, between the three of them i understand like if tish went on like just with alex i wasn't really sure yeah. about brandy but brandy was super likable and like yeah i thought that it was f- and I, d- I didn't know a lot about her to begin with she went to mtsu how crazy is that yeah no, I I thought it was a great interview and like I thought that Tish and Brandy really like shined and I I liked at the end Tish was like I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Like mm. I'm just so used to being like Miley's mom and like Billy's wife and like that's yeah. just like who I am. And it's crazy that like you actually want to talk to me and mm. I just want to say like thank you so much for wanting to have me here it was so i thought she was so likable i i and i thought she sounded like such a great mom also Mm -hmm. like i was like this woman 
sacrificed for her fucking kids. Yeah. And when she's like, I stayed in this marriage because I was like, well, I don't want until Noah is grown. I don't want our family to be, you know, to look, quote, broken. She's like, it probably would have been better for the kids if I had left. So they wouldn't have had to, like, see the, you know, that actually this family was really broken and it was actually worse because we were pretending it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, I also it just like was a great interview. They didn't talk about the Miley stuff or, like, they were able to acknowledge, like, the difficulties of being around the yeah. limelight like that. But they also didn't talk about billy's fame or miley's fame with any sort yeah. of resentment it wasn't like they no were like the way jamie lynn talks about britney yes and it's like yes and like sorry jamie you got a better deal necessarily than like brandy did like you got yeah. a tv show i mean totally and i just they seem so well adjusted and like such a cute little family i just and i loved the part when i think they like were talking about when miley first met nick and like the way that they d- and then they were like and that boy b- or the, the way they broke each other's heart or something like that like it was it was just cute to see them talk it was like literally it felt like oh my god it was so mom. cute yes like and like when, when they were talking about when miley got caught with the salvia mm-hmm. and brandy was like oh my god she was and she was like oh my god <laughs> I was so pissed at Molly. <laughs> I was so freaking pissed. I was not cool with it. And she lost a really big deal for that. <laughs> but it was just like, it, but the, also the way she spoke about Miley, it's like, we all know who she is, but she spoke about her as just like, just her well, daughter. Molly, like, well, well, yeah, it was just, I just really, really liked them. And yeah, I liked pick. her. I thought she was super likable. So she's on there. Next is the way that Beyonce sings If I Can't Slow Dance with You in um, yes. Oh my God, I love it. It's like a drug to me. It's so great. And I'm just like ready for some of those freaking country licks. I text my friends. I was like, we need to go to, to Nashville and get that party bus so we can have a listening party. Literally. Because that's essentially what our bachelorette trip was. Because we're Yeah, wait, that is crazy. Out. Yeah, you guys come. And like we listen to like the whole album on the, like wouldn't that be so, and this is a country album. We totally should. It would literally be perfect. Um, okay, and then the We don't third even have to wait that long. No wonder she, she looked like kind of weird when Taylor announced her album. Because she knew yeah, she was I announcing mean, it. We literally are. We have the best couple months. <laughs> I mean, this is such a good year. Let's count it off. We've the got Lana. <sighs> we've got Ari. We've got Gaga. Taylor, we've, we've got, got Taylor. Got we've got Beyonce. <sighs> like, God. are you kidding me? All this is the amazing. Pa- all the powerhouses, basically. And I, I literally don't. I can't even believe we get to put Ariana in that. In that. Like I, I, I truly wasn't sure if we'd ever get new music from her. I'm seated here. Well, you know what? I've been, I've been a shit talker. Ariana is on my dream rotation, dude. She that w- wicked trailer. She's <sighs> it. She. I mean, I mean, we knew she was perfect casting, <sighs> but I don't think we knew how perfect. She first of all looks beautiful if you are someone that looked at her before and was like i can't see how she translates to glinda she looks like the most perfect little ethereal fairy princess and she's not trying to do what kristen chenoweth did like she is doing her own thing and she's so funny just like ariana is like such a funny 
part. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're green. It was just I just thought it was like and it just was so great and their chemistry. Face. Oh, it's oh my god. I I was like I I this is going to tear me limb from limb. It I'm is so going excited. to hurt bad. And you know what? And this then like this scene where Alphaba goes out through the window and Ariana's like looking up and mm-hmm. she's like, oh my God, that shot. Oh, it's just so good. And then hearing, you know, of course, Art Defying Gravity riff and it's mm-hmm. got that guttural like war cry to it. I know. And she, d- she does just enough. <sighs> she's just enough to make it her own. Oh my God. Yes. It's still like it is, you know, we don't need to like br- fix something that's not broken and we can mm-hmm. respect history here but also and i really feel like that rasp to it really gives it that like raw emotion she was such a perfect just like pick. what we're, we're talking about we're not getting mm-hmm. you know what i mean like exactly from these right. other albums i feel like we're gonna fucking get it from this i'm so excited and i i, j- I feel like this is going to and i think it's because wicked is so timeless and it's not that mean girls isn't i know they're so different they're not really comparable but as far as movie musicals, this is going to, I think this is going to do a lot more for the general public's love yeah. for theater than Mean Girls. It I just mean, a hundred percent. It <sighs> Wicked is like so esteemed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Wicked is like, it is for everybody. Because if you're a fan of The Wizard of Oz and you're, you know, a hundred years old, you're going to love Wicked. If you are just like a young theater kid, you're going to love Wicked. I just love if a prequel. I love oh my a good God. prequel. Oh, my God. It's like, Except it's for just Caroline such, famously, there's a reason. Caroline famously hates the prequel to Hunger Games. Yeah, no, I fucking hated that. But love this one, though, for sure. But, yeah, I just, th- and I also think it's just so, like, I mean, it is, so when we think about iconic shows, it, that is it's like that you know so i just think it's gonna be a completely different it it honestly felt it's so cinematic it's so beautiful visually it's so like fantastical and it honestly was giving me like a hair like the feelings of harry potter trailer like when it was just like i want to live in that world i want to even see your world in it exactly exactly i was like i know that's pop star ariana grande but i don't see her at all i Mm -mm. see Galinda. And I see Oz and I see Elphaba, like Cynthia. And the oh costumes. My God, oh, my goodness. Everything. How do we It's just think the colors. It's beautiful. And I think it really did give me that feeling of like, oh, my God, this is going to be like. Where do we where do you massive. think? I mean, you might actually know the answer because I guess they're probably just splitting it down intermission. Is that how they're splitting the movies up? Do we know yet? We don't know. Um Michelle is the main character of this podcast because I'm going to bring her up for a third time. <laughs> but she put on her story today. Do we think it Define Gravity will be in Act 1 or Movie 1 or 2? I think it's going to be the very last scene of, uh, of this movie. It's kind then. of like when... Because it does feel like one story. And when they announced that it was two parts, I was kind of annoyed. Because mm-hmm. every musical is intermission, I guess. Well, but you like, know, I honestly do feel like it feels like two stories. But I just feel like it's kind of giving the last two Harry Potter movies and the way that that one ends, it kind of, the yeah. first part of Deathly Hallows kind of ends with a defying gravity moment with the, the last scene then with knife. The, yeah. And then it picks up right there. And I imagine mm-hmm. that's supposed to, yeah. I mean, it just, it, I just cannot 
wait. I, I just hope wait. it means we get like four full hours of content. I hope that like I, we, if they skimp, like I will riot. Especially since they're doing two parts. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want. I'm I'm ready for eight hours of content. <laughs> Make each movie four <laughs> hours long. It should, it should have been a limited series. <laughs> yeah. Uh. No. But I. I, I mean, I want to see it in movie theater. But I just. I want to see it in the IMAX. I want to watch it in the Sphere. You should go see it at. You should rent out the Carnegie Science Center Planetarium, and go can watch. Can you it rent IMAX out the IMAX? There. I think you can. The IMAX at the Science Center. I don't know, but it would be worth it. Dad and I went to go see the Polar Express at that IMAX. It's so yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I bet we could rent that. Probably. Oh my gosh! Ask, ask Carnegie himself. Oh. Hey, hang on a sec. Hey. Andrew. I'm just going to make a quick phone call. You do your rotation while I call. <laughs> um, my nightmare rotation starts with check engine lights. I woke up this oh. morning. No. I, I dr- No. Here's what's even more annoying is that I got in the car at 630. Everything was fine. Everything was great. I flew through the roads. Got oh, there's your first problem. got back in my car to go home and you see all the lights kind of light up and I was like kind of getting the stuff in in my seat situated and I was like wait a second (laughs) you've got to be kidding me because like (laughs) what happened in the hour and a half that I wasn't in the car it was fine in the 15 minutes that it took for me to drive I always wonder that. Like, what did someone is someone sabotaging me? Did someone did follow me out tinker here? Like, what's going on? And so now it's like, and and here's what I should have put freaking Firestone on here, the company. That's Whoa. right, because we have taken this car into the shop so many times in the last couple months. Th- like that's that's another thing. I'm like this car was. In the I was shop. actually surprised that you took it down there because of that. Well, we took it in the shop bef- right before I left, and it was fine. That was a month ago, literally a month ago. Now that I'm looking at the date. Okay, sorry. The check engine light shouldn't be coming on. I don't think. Shouldn't you I guys agree. have caught that anyway? So there's that. Next is they gotta Tem- keep you coming back. Temu. It crushes. If <laughs> Well, sucks for them because I'm literally in a different state now. I thought you were going to say I'm literally taken. Have you ever heard of a long-distance relationship, Phoebe? Jesus. Next is Temu. Wait, what? Temu. Temu. Temu? That fucking ad from last night that played eight million times. Sorry, I thought the whole thing about the Super Bowl ads is that we only get to see them once. We don't yeah. see them every commercial break. How much does this company have? I saw a tweet. It was a picture of uh, Roman Roy, like looking uh-huh. like this in a meeting, like looking like he didn't want to look at anybody, like he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And someone said, um, <laughs> "Someone is looking like this in a meeting with a senior marketing executive at Temu because he accidentally <laughs> wired eighty million dollars for ten commercials instead of." Eight <laughs> eight million dollars for one commercial. <laughs> That's so funny. Because how did that happen? 
And I, I still don't, don't even really understand know what, what the company is. is. It's, it's giving like, like Amazon. No, it's not. It's like Wish. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah, that's on there. Everything's the like 50 cents and then the shipping's like $500 or the something. The commercials weren't even good. Like they weren't Except even Except for like that one. No, no, no. I mean the Temu commercials weren't good. Oh. Well, you keep saying Temu. Are you sure that's what it is? Well, I know that it's T-E-M-U. Yeah, but I think it's like Timu. I don't give a shit how you say it. It's on my oh, nightmare okay. rotation. Okay. Sorry, I just thought you gave a shit about accuracy on the pod. No, not Great for them. Else. But I did love, guys, my favorite commercial, and my family refuses to acknowledge this when I put it in the GC, the Ben Affleck commercials are making me laugh. They are making me laugh. Well, that's a shame. Why? <laughs> if you have to ask. Ben Affleck's kind of my thing. I talked about it oh, on right. the pod. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You did, but yeah, I've did. been... The first one I saw was during the Grammys, and I said, these Ben Affleck commercials make me laugh so hard, and no one answered. And I think I was it's like, you never answer anything like anyone's in. Dad, it. Boston is kind of your thing. <laughs> they totally, he totally stole it from you. <laughs> ben Affleck totally stealing Boston from you. I just think you. the 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 com- the acting. It's some of his finest acting in those commercials. He's making me laugh. I didn't know he had a funny bone in his. He body. would be, th- I'm sure, thrilled to hear that. Did you know Mindy Kaling wrote a play called Matt and Ben, and it's yeah. about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? I have, which is so cute. It. And I also love that Matt Damon's in it. Tom Brady was in it, who I'm not like a huge fan of, but now that he's not playing football, I like him a lot more. Um, and Charlie D'Amelio is funny. But now that he's single, I'm in. <laughs> now that he dumped that old broad Giselle, <laughs> I'm in. I'm sold. I'm dumb on well, Brady. I'm, I'm by definition his type, so you are, for sure. Wait, oh my God, wait did did I send you the Giggly Squad video? It was so so. funny. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's Hannah and Paige. And they're talking about Hannah's like, yeah, the one thing that like Paige will actually get really mad about (laughs) is in Paige's like fashion. I love how they talk about each other. Yes. And Hannah's like, yes, like Paige really will get like mad. Like if you borrow a ring from her and you like don't give it back, like you need to prepare for the wrath. And Paige is like, I think it's honestly why I don't have sisters because God knew like it wouldn't it wouldn't be good for us. And she goes and Hannah goes and on. And that's why we're not the same size. We're slightly different sizes, <laughs> slightly different sizes. <laughs> something, and she's like slightly. And it's that's why it's a really good thing. You and I are different sizes, slightly different sizes. I don't, it was so fucking funny. It was so like Connell coded. I was like, OK. Everyone is stealing our freaking sticks. <laughs> What's up What's with that? What's new though? What's new? What's new? I loved I loved Hannah's quote on the podcast I recently heard with her, where she goes, um, and Paige says she doesn't, but I know for a fact she lies in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I love their friendship, but I know for a fact. <laughs> I know for a fact she says she doesn't, but. I know for a fact. <laughs> I love them. Honestly, like Paige gives me such strong Chloe vibes. I that, I um, think that all the time. Yeah. She's very Chloe yeah. coded. I and I love it. I just love it. Like they're so their wit is so sharp. And it's just like they're so fucking funny. And like, I don't know. I think Paige is hilarious. Like I think 
it's the dryness she, that she has. Like she's so it's like, like a, it's the it's the intellect. Like it's I mean not that I think she's nonchalant. actually that smart, but everything is like yeah. And she Hannah's using the more like bathroom humor, and <laughs> Paige is like reading you, but it like sounds really you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, just no, I know exactly types what you mean. Comedy. Um, yeah. last did you finish your rotation? Okay, last is title. Just because oh my god was gonna bring that up. Thank just you. Just because like. You have this whole ad, which I thought Beyonce's ad was so funny. Verizon must have had an incredible year. A year we can't even fathom the amount of money that they raked in, that they had Beyonce speaking that much. She doesn't just speak for anyone. She famously wouldn't even speak for Pittsburgh. <laughs> for me, and personally. I, th- I thought the commercial was so funny. But literally, you have this big moment where you're like, okay, drop the music. Sorry, the music needed to be on Spotify 10 seconds ago. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. And title needed to be easier. I think, I think Joel Kim Booster tweeted. Um, he was like, I have never seen a room faster than all of us trying to remember our title. Literally, I'm like, I want to say to everyone, I'm going to quote the scholar Regina George. Stop trying to make title happen. It's not going to happen. I know. Enough with it's it. Like, Enough I feel with like it. Drop like it. Every entrepreneur, every man has that one thing that they just think one day is going to take off. And this is and that for just Jay-Z. So he j- he's like, and it's nah, like one day Spotify is going to lose it. Th- everyone's going to be tired <sighs> of what they pay their artists and everyone's going to drop Spotify and then it'll be us. All right. Well, you keep hanging in there, Jay. <laughs> and Beyonce's like, day. okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll drop these songs on there a couple seconds earlier if that'll yeah if that'll make but, you happy but only a couple seconds yeah i think it's bonkers like we just need to drop the act it's not going to happen i know that monopolies are famously bad like in this like we're not supposed to like them but i think that there are a couple sectors where we could benefit as a society if there were monopolies and that's um streaming services both music and television agree like just consolidate it all please yeah what happened to efficiency god (laughs) what happened to making people's lives easier and And you wanted to hear first phoebe and caroline connell are pro monopolies (laughs) okay there there we said it all right you you guys freaking dragged it out of us you caught us red freaking handed and now you know how we feel about it you know, I brought up, uh, is. this is honestly, we've been dropping Easter eggs this whole time because I brought up a monocle about 45 minutes ago. Remember? <laughs> Hopefully you remember that and you didn't miss it. And if you did, you have to rewind, but you have to actually stop in the press play again. So it counts as another play. Did you guys <laughs> love our Megan episode? Guys, it was so fun talking to her. Yeah, it was a blast. It just felt like she was freaking one of the girls if i could say freaking less that would be freaking awesome it's it's kind of our thing (laughs) don't lump me in with you (laughs) um okay great is that all you had to say about that yeah okay who's doing the recap me i already have it done hell yeah i had it actually done Imagine, imagine my gift. Imagine my gift of me looking through my notebook. My recap's already written out. Wow. Can you even freaking imagine? How about this? We put a poll up for a f- on title. We put a <laughs> poll up on title. And we're like, vote, let us know. Imagine it's our most participated in 
<laughs> survey ever. In my mind, I'm like, it gets zero votes. And we're like, you guys obviously don't care. And we, we stopped doing we it. Have, but <laughs> we realize we have millions of listeners on Tidal. We realize actually. that's like a ma- our like major target audience. We're like, holy shit. Okay, this changes everything. <laughs> okay, yeah. suddenly we are in the same circles as Renee Rapp. <laughs> it's not even a yes. question. We're like, we skyrocket to stardom. No, we got to stop. We're being brainwashed. We can't sell this. We're not selling this. We're not schlepping Tidal, okay? All right, um, cool. Well, let's just get into the app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we start, though, I do, I actually do need to talk about spray tans. Okay. Here's the deal. There is, okay. Let me just walk you through my experience today. First of all, last night we finished recording and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have razors. And everybody knows you have to shave your entire body before you go get a spray tan. So I get in the car, drive to Walmart. Mm -hmm. Walmart is closed. Who knew? Thought Walmart was open 24 hours. Thought it was at least open till midnight. Ugh, COVID literally ruined everything. <laughs> wait, Caroline, that's a hot. Um, that's wait. So then I go to write that down. I know write it's kind down. of a unique take, but write a think piece. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, guys, I would like to submit something to <laughs> BuzzFeed.com. Why I think the pandemic <laughs> ruined everything. An opinion piece. Um. Anyway, so I drive down the road to Sheets. They don't sell. That was an interesting pick, razors, So like. you know, but I did. There's well, a Walgreens the only thing that was the open. Street from Walmart. Were they not open? It's not Weird. open. What time did you get no. your spray tan? I would you Google couldn't go uh, this morning. No, I d- I did, but I wanted to do it last night because you're supposed to shave, like you're supposed to shave 24 oh. hours in advance so that like the skin doesn't have holes right, in it. And right, right. Like, you know what I mean. <laughs> I love so the I idea. Run into I last know night, that you're but right, <coughs> but like I do think it's so funny to think of shaving like leaving holes in your skin. Yeah, but isn't that crazy? Actually, yeah. Um, so then the, I did end up just coming home, and I door dashed the razors to be mm-hmm. delivered this morning, like first thing. So took care of that. All was well. I. Go to um, the spray tan, and as I'm on the way there, I'm like, oh, my God, like, my eczema is really bad right now, and I forgot that, and I'm really embarrassed about it because it's just, like, it's just gross, and it hurts, and it's itchy, and I don't know what to do about it. So I decided to put Band-Aids over all my eczema spots, and I was like, just spray over them. (laughs) Spray over the Band-Aids. Oh, they probably had to be, like, (laughs) But then. (laughs) Wait a second. I explained it. I was like, listen, I have eczema, okay, and it's in spots that previously it wasn't in, so I have Band-Aids over it. We can just spray over it. <laughs> She's like, whatever you want. I was like, I know. Um, and so then I go in the room, and, like, it's just like, yeah, sure, you can feel so much better about yourself post-spray tan. Of course, you can have a spray tan, but the <laughs> price you'll pay, no. is it worth it? You know, Is it really not. worth it? Because... You go in a room, and they're like, all right, so undressed to your comfortability. Um, we've got a paper thong here for you. Right. One size fits all. 
And I'm like, okay, well, probably not me. Because <laughs> do you have anything smaller? Um, do you have any poly pocket clothes? Like, and then they're like, and here's a hair nut. And you're going to get totally undressed. <clears throat> you have no makeup on, no deodorant, nothing like that. And we're going to get in it's all your nooks and It's the most raw a person can be. I'm going to have a girl... Yes, she's going to be on her hands and knees looking up at you <laughs> as you bend over. I know that it is. Like, it's so terrible for the person getting the spray tan, but like, those are God's strongest soldiers on earth. No, they are. And like, it really is an art. Like, they, this girl was so nice. And like, we talked and it, it just like, oh my God. But I, w- it's just so horrible. So then I'm in there. And I'm also so stressed about, like, you know, you're supposed to put a little bit of lotion on any dry spots, but, like, not too much, or you'll turn green. Like it's there, a science. It's so, there's so it's much chemistry. room for error. Yeah. But then mm. comes the moment that you're standing there undressed to your comfortability. So I'm in a paper thong and a hairnet. <laughs> and <laughs> because that's how most comfortable. comfortable. As and close to naked <laughs> as possible. Yeah, in public places mostly. Um, and you have to ring the bell to, to tell them to come in. My question is, where the fuck do you stand? And and where do you face when they're coming in the room? Because <laughs> you're butt naked. I'm standing there like, uh, and I've done this they a million really, times. They should do I'm like, like when they come um, in, it should be like. She's going to walk in the room. And it's just a black room. And first of all, she has to open the sliding door so the whole world can see me for a minute. And then she comes in and it's like, do I do I face the wall so that my butt is what's facing her? And then it's like, oh, like I'm like embarrassed. But like you're still seeing my whole butt. And, and then it's like an awkward. Do I like full frontal just like <laughs> Stand no, there staring so at her weird. like Big Bird. They should ha- like do Big I Bird. hold my body like they should really have you know those like accordion things. Yes, they need to have something that you can stand behind. Not even like just to like break the ice of like at least make eye contact before you are faced with my entire naked body, and <laughs> also so that I like mean, the door that's opening, you're behind something. So that people I know. can't see. That feels like honestly I'm like, kind of I'm a like, no-brainer. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I literally was about to crawl like a spider up the wall <laughs> into the corner. Like, and hide up there. I she do. walked in and then <laughs> come down from the ceiling. I feel like the last time I got it's a spray tan, though, I like, we were like, it was easier because we were like making conversation. And she wasn't like looking at me while I was taking my clothes off. It wasn't like she left me yeah. alone in the room to like right because then that like creates it's it's kind of like the first look at a wedding it's like there's all this pressure now (laughs) that you've separated us have you just been in the room the whole time it's like changing a gym it's It's like if you go into the stall to change for gym and you come out it's like everyone's looking at you you just made it weird (laughs) you just made it weird exactly although i'm that girl and still in a dressing room i'm just like so like i do not like skin (laughs) i don't want you to be naked next to me and i don't want to be naked next to you and like musical theater girls just don't give a fuck thank goodness you weren't walking around you weren't a man because imagine having to go to the bathroom i think about that all the time no way no freaking it's way. kind of not, yeah, not very manly so not very manly at all the final thing i want to say about spray tanning is then at the end of it <laughs> at the end of it the final look 
is when she takes a step back and she looks you up and down <laughs> every inch to make sure she got everything. But it's like, and I'm like, you know in what? Your heart of hearts, at this point, in your heart of, I don't. Care. In your heart of hearts, you're like, well, you say you're making sure that you didn't miss any spots, but are you just, are you like, just taking a mental picture? A <laughs> you're like, like how? Oh my how god, is I'm a woman so small and so fit and so toned? <laughs> And then she asked me that, <laughs> which I thought was inappropriate. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I also want you to know that I started <laughs> LOLing during the spray tan because I thought about us talking about it. <laughs> I thought about what I was going to say very <laughs> and how you and I were going to laugh. And I started to laugh and I was like, I can't be laughing because now my entire body is shaking. <laughs> and this woman is, again... On her hands and knees Wait, looking no. up at me. Imagine the moment where like you are <laughs> laughing and your body is shaking and she has to tell you to stop. <laughs> because because oh, no. she's like, no. it's and like what are you implying? <laughs> are you implying that my firm body moved when I when I was laughing? That's impossible. I assure Wait. you. That's you laughing is so funny because I texted Caroline last week while I was editing the Patreon episode and I had I was like <laughs> listening to it while I was working, so it was kind of like I kind of just listen out to make sure we don't say in case I like f- blacked out and we said something that is going to get us completely canceled. Right. We never have. I just that is my biggest fear when Which I'm we would never. We also never would. But um, but, but the things that you can get canceled for change exactly. every day. So, so. I'm, that's kind of what mainly what and like any terrible gross noises me or Caroline makes. That's what I'm kind of listening for. So I do kind of tone it out at times. And then I don't even remember what we said at one point but i was sitting at my desk <laughs> and i laughed so hard and i clapped my hands <laughs> i can't believe you're admitting this live <laughs> on air I, guys i kind of have like old man syndrome in that way of like i, I, I like i'll like hit my knee like i literally <laughs> like knee slap you know what i mean <laughs> And I d- yes. and not only do oh I do that when God. other people make me laugh, but I apparently do it also when I make when myself laugh. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there. Are, hey, hey, Phoebe. Um, God, we're gonna have this convo again. There are two of us here. It's not just the Phoebe show. And how do you know it was you that Wait, made you laugh? Guys, me? for the next show that we do, there'll be a rebrand, and the new name of this podcast is the Phoebe Show. <laughs> hosted by our listeners drop to our listeners literally drop to zero and they're like we've never seen anything our listeners even your mother stopped listening to a billion and one (laughs) (laughs) wow why not a billion and two because Um, all right so let's get into the show now it won't be a billion and two because i know caroline won't listen she'll be so mad if phoebe has no haters left i'm not on this earth (laughs) (laughs) and that's just that all right. All right. So the recap. We know that Allie's alive. We know that Grunwald is the one who pulled her out from the grave. And she basically tells the girls there's someone that she's so afraid of that she can't come home. Um, Peter wants Spencer to stay untangled from the De Laurentiis family. Ashley Marin is offered a job by Jessica De Laurentiis. Caleb and Hannah break up. Caleb then goes back to Ravenswood um hannah i think is under the impression that he is like in love with miranda and like that's why he has to go back but he's being kind of sketchy about the whole thing and won't really say what's going on spencer and toby get radley's parent company to admit that his mom didn't die by suicide 
Um, and this leads Peter to think that he can help Toby get Radley shut down. Because if this happened to him, it probably happened to other people. Buzz Cut Boy must be coming back this episode. That's what I wrote. I was like, was trying to decipher the hieroglyphics in my notebook. Um, he must be back because he's featured in the recap. But basically, it's just Travis. He helped Ashley get off for the Wilden murder. He and Hannah could get close. Who's to say? Ezra and Arya are back to having their own little secrets. Uh, Ezra gives her a key to a secret cabin in the woods. There's a scary basement in the cabin. All this other stuff. They kiss at the cabin because Jake is in Harrisburg. Um, and they're like, this can be our own little secret. Then Hannah, when they go to A's lair in Ravenswood, the episode where they, the Halloween episode where they find out Allie's alive, or maybe the episode before that, Hannah takes one of Allie's diaries from the lair. She shows it to the girls and she says, basically, it's full of other people's secrets, including their own. And that's what you missed. Let's get into the up. I actually enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Still with the jumping back and forth, though. Can we just have... Oh, my God. I dry, it literally am like... Ex- I'm exhausted. It's only exhausting for us, though, because we are thinking about having to talk about it and going back and forth. That's so true. That's so true. So we're in the mausoleum. And the girls are discussing Allie's journal and kind of trying to figure out, like, what it is because she uses, like, different names for everybody, and the stories are like supposedly real, but also she liked to embellish. So Spencer calls the genre creative nonfiction with pseudonyms. And Hannah goes, I don't know what that means. And Ari goes, Hannah. And I thought she was about to be like, Hannah, seriously? <laughs> you are so dumb. I literally <laughs> thought she was about to like say something. And then she just was like, let me like have the journal or something. I don't know. But Hannah's really hesitant to share the journal because she's obviously read it Mm. and she knows what's in there. And the girls are number one pissed at her for not telling them sooner that she had it. Um, And two, not understanding why she's not just like immediately telling them what she read and passing it around. And she's especially trying to keep it from Aria. It seems. Yeah. So they're taking turns to decode who these stories are about. And Emily gets the journal first. Then we go to the field's house (laughs) And Emily's sound asleep. So if I have to guess, it's about 6.45 p.m. And the w- <laughs> <laughs> the window is open somehow. And then Allie appears. The window's open. And I guess there's like a ladder on the side of the like house. Like a trellis situation. Um, I'm just like, this is just where these moments, where it seems so much like it's a flashback or like a creepy she's come. And then I'm just like realizing she's alive. And I'm like, uh... But I, I still, yet. this is but one so of the ones like where I'm kind of like, was this a dream? I, I guess it well, wasn't. I feel that way but too, like, but I don't think it was. Because she says, so there's this like moonlit shot of Emily and Allie, like talk. Allie's like climbing through the windows, Phoebe said. And she says to Emily, you have no idea how much I've missed you. And I'm just like annoyed. So and was so Emily. is Emily. Emily's like, yeah, well, you had she, she goes, lots of opportunities she goes, to like, you destroyed me. me. I thought you were dead. And this is where Allie starts to realize she's so used to having Emily immediately on her side. And now that she's coming back yeah. and Emily's like grown into like a strong woman that she wasn't when Allie mm-hmm. knew her. She's like trying to f- like access that part of Emily that might still be in love with her. And she's like, but I'm not dead. 
aren't you glad that I'm not? And Emily's like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. That like the way that, and, and the acting is just so good. She like kind of has tears in her eyes and mm-hmm. she like her instinct is immediately, but I'm not. And then like Emily doesn't smile and she like kind of looks down for a second. Like she's almost like embarrassed to ask. Yeah. Like, like she's, it, this is so classic Allie to say, aren't you glad that I'm not? But sh- this time there's she's cho- saying it and tone. she's like, wait, And it's what? also like you have to think yeah. about Allie imagining the moment where she saw her friends again for the first time after being missing for so long. And in her and head, they, like, she's probably pumped. like, you're going to be so excited to see me and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. And none of them are really all that excited to see her at all, especially the one yeah, that was that would actually be like terrible. Um, and Allie knows that they have the journal and Emily's like asking her questions. And that's the other thing. I'm like, Allie, if you're here, just spill. But the thing is, she says she doesn't know who's after her. And she says, I bet you're wondering which one is real. The girl in front of you and the girl who wrote that. And it's like, okay, wait, (laughs) is Emily reading a story where like, where like Allie is like, God, and Emily's so fucking in love with me. It's so embarrassing. And I kissed her in the library. I mean, and like. Literally, because then she's right here like, um, but it's that she says the you always saw the best version of me, the part I want to be. And Emily says, I don't see it anymore. Whoa, red for filth. And then Allie does. Allie does. She kind of gets back into Emily's mind because she finds the one last thread that ties Emily to Allie in that way. And it's that uh, Emily's still wearing the friendship bracelet. One last thread, literally. And she goes, oh, you still wear it. And then she vanishes. And then Emily wakes up. This is where I'm kind of confused. Oh, wait. Did she take it off? Emily wakes up and the bracelet's not, not on her wrist. And then she goes over to the jewelry box and takes the bracelet out of the jewelry box. But I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. So I don't know. Uh, guys, let me know. Let me know what that was about. Because I was kind of confused. Yeah. if it's Because that's no what made me think it was a dream. But the window is still open. But it's like also, Phoebe, don't don't run yourself ragged <laughs> trying to make sense of this. <laughs> Sometimes there's no sense to be made. Um, Hannah, just like this. Hannah's like brunette now. I know. What? And then slap pants. Ashley Benson was like, guys, if you keep doing this to my hair, there will be no hair left. Literally. She was like, now that you got rid of my boyfriend, it, it only makes sense that I would make an insane hair decision. So she goes brunette and she starts wearing an inch of eyeliner and That's like having a freaking attitude. And Ashley <laughs> walks in there and is like, I thought I was going to have to drag you out of bed and all this stuff. And Hannah's like, well, no. Ashley's dressed like she is a character in The Giver this episode. She's in like mm, the baggy like gray twist clothes she can wear What's the first That's day of her new job casual. so she has to dress like she's at the giver mm-hmm. what of a course. crazy what a crazy book and yeah oh my god yeah i was in that play too you know oh my gosh so was taylor swift well wait really well she was in the movie <laughs> okay so not the play she played the little piano player um so ashley is about to go to her first day and she's talking to Hannah and she's like, listen, trying to make her feel better. She's like, no matter what happens, what you had was real. Nothing changes that. And it's just like this sweet mom moment. But Hannah is just in no position to be dealing with her emotions. And honestly, I think we can all give the girl a little bit of grace. And I don't feel like her friends really do that much this episode. I know she's like being a bitch, but like, 
given I the feel circumstances like it's the kind and everything. Of thing that once they figure out why, they they can lay off a little bit. I guess. Like I I would get it if like later on in like like next episode if they've known about Caleb for a while and she's still acting yeah. like this, then it's like Hannah, we can't help you if you don't yeah. tell us what's going on. But right now I'm like you could lay off just a little bit like it just happened it's fine yeah. she doesn't want to talk about it right now well and like she's also just got like i mean they all so it's like take what they all are going through like they're all going through something where like someone's after them their best friend who they thought was dead for the past two years now has just shown up but someone's still after her and apparently they're after you too and we found her journal and there are all these things probably horrible things written about hannah and now she's trying to reconcile am i happy my friend's alive is she even really alive? Then I have to read this and be reminded what a fucking monster she was and how much I've grown since then. And then and would I even be friends with her now? Yeah. And then reading like her secrets and knowing that what like it's what's crazy to me is the abuse and the rewiring of their brains. And it really makes me think of someone I used to know who was good, very good at this, like rewiring your brain to the point that Hannah still now where she's had she has this relationship with Arya that stands on its own like it's blossomed without Allie yeah. they all made these friendships now without Allie mm-hmm. which seemed to be the glue that was holding them all together but even still she feels like Arya will never be her friend again because Allie made her believe that and made yeah. like it's like this reign of terror and ruling by fear and like well it, she just she was had her claws so far in there that even now Hannah thinks and like I mean, we'll get to that later, but Arya does really surprise and impress me with the way she handles the situation. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, then we go to but Toby's... But it's just, yeah. It's oh, just, go ahead. Anyway, sorry. No, I just, I just think it's like... Of this course is a really, she's like in a dark place. It's a really interesting episode where we see a lot of the nuance of like... We really see how far the girls have come in the yeah, way... Yeah, so like see if, a lot of growth. If the first season had ended with them realizing Allie was alive... I think they all would have gone running back to her. But at this point, there's so much more perspective on the situation. And they've learned so much about what friendship is and what friendship means. And and you know what? what It's kind of a gift from A. A has really just been looking out for them this whole time. Honestly. Um, Um, So we go to Toby's One last thing before we move on. I'm so sorry. But it it zooms in on Hannah's face. and And it made me think of she's giving her little J moment. Yeah. It is like this shot with the makeup, the like everything, the mm. attitude. It is so giving, like brushing off your mom. Yeah. Little Jay as it's, fuck. It's something okay, that energy. Go we go to Toby's loft and Spencer walks in. Spencer's wearing this coat the entire episode. The, the one that's like a Nancy, like a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Cloak. It doesn't actually look like. Yeah. It's like a cloak. Very strange. Yeah. She walks in and she goes. Housekeeping. Oh, yeah, I didn't even hear her <laughs> but say But she that. says it and like eight octaves higher than that. Mm. And there's an emphasis. It's it's very similar to what was that line a couple episodes ago that you and I both were like, I don't remember. But Troy in every couple episodes has a really weird line read the way that she pronounces things. And so she's like trying to do something with this god awful script she's yeah. been given. She's like, what can what? What uh, vocal gymnastics can I do to, like, make this work? And Sometimes so she misses the mark. Exactly. Toby is supposed to be meeting Daddy Hastings, but he canceled. 
And Spencer's like, I really wish you could just like leave this alone. I think there's something that my like my dad's after something different than you. There has to be a different motive. And we just don't know anything. And Toby says, there's a lot of things we don't know. Astrophysics, Portuguese. And she's like, okay, fine. And then they make out. And Spencer's going to. you you drive me fucking crazy. I literally thought that you were going to. Like, I wrote down the joke. That's the one part you didn't include <laughs> was the joke, the fucking punchline. Oh, my God. I was like, let it going to let you have it. And you literally just like let me down. OK, so he says there are a lot of things we don't know. Whatever. Astrophysics, blah, blah, blah. How to make flan. And then they start making out. And Spencer stops the kissing to say, I actually do know how to make flan. And it's fucking oh, so wait. funny. <laughs> I and did. Phoebe just completely wait. didn't even. It's because <laughs> I think I was so busy writing that down that I, in my head, I was like, well, surely Spencer says in here somewhere that she knows how to do one of these things. But I, I know. I, I thought stuff, the same. I was writing stuff down, I guess, when she said it. And so I. I was like, oh, it was a missed opportunity for them. That was funny. This is why, this is why, guys, I never trust Phoebe to like do the line readings because they are always like a little bit off. And I'm like, <laughs> that's how I know she's not like a performer. Because if she were, you're always looking for the punchline when you're a performer. You're always making sure it's a word perfect line read when you're a performer. And Phoebe doesn't, is not preoccupied with jokes or nuance or that makes me sound like i am a fucking idiot and i resent that no it's not making you sound like an idiot that it's making you sound like like you no it's just making you sound like it's just so you don't think we don't think the same way i'm like of course she's setting this up for the punchline of course She's setting it up and I, and I wrote it down too and I'm going to let her say it because I'm not going to butt in because I always butt in because I'm worried she's going to fuck it up. But of course she's not going to. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Couldn't have planned it better my freaking self. I think you care now that you know what you missed there. Well, no. Well, I know. I'm gl- I feel vindicated in that because I knew that I, I knew there had. <laughs> I was shocked that they missed the <laughs> opportunity crazy. for that crazy. I, was- I feel vindicated now. How? Okay. Well, because I thought they should have made that joke, and I didn't think that they did, and now (laughs) I know that they did. Okay, I came up with a new name for Ezra. What? Predator Z. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Carol, that's it now. Really hit the (laughs) nail on the head with that one. I was thinking of what is it, Inspector Zim? Remember? (laughs) No. What? (laughs) <laughs> invader invader zim invader zim no unfamiliar you don't know zim <laughs> oh my no. god okay never mind um okay so predator z is roaming the halls he is like i'm sorry it, it truly is as if he's been overtaken by somebody else it's like in those movies where the person gets like like it's a body swap and they're acting so different yeah. that it's like it's it kind of like in venom. like that's yes it's like an insane and difference. I'm also I'm and like, I just find it hard to believe nobody's like it's also picking like, up on it. I agree with that part. I was like y'all don't see him like sulking in the shadows while you guys are doing stuff, but I am also like has he been doing this the whole time and we just haven't we've been seeing him through Arya's eyes this whole time. I guess that's true. 
in theory, he could have been guess. doing this the whole time. We'll never know. Yes, um, but it's just so heavy-handed now yeah, that we know 100%. it's like it's just so funny. But he is staring at the journal. It's in Emily's hand. And he's just like standing in the doorway, just watching her. Right. And I'm like, also, okay, sorry. Hey, dude, people like know that Who you're you a predator. Are. Yeah. This is like a second chance for you, for you to stand in the hall and just creepily stare at the four most, be- most weirdly, like uh, somehow they're all so beautiful compared to everybody else. The four most beautiful girls, you just stare at them all the time at school. <laughs> you don't think that's like a little bit suspicious it is for sure then we go to ezra's classroom but ezra's ezra ezra's nowhere to be found Arya's in there putting something back spencer's keeping watch um i would i noticed in this episode except for spencer's weird little cloak all the outfits are pretty good i thought the same thing my only complaints really were with spencer one with the cloak well i didn't really care that much about the cloak the suspenders mm-hmm. that were like, yeah, very weird, odd farmhand vibes. Um, um, so Spencer's going? questioning Aria about what she was like leaving there. And Aria's like, it was just, I was just returning a pen. And Spencer's like, what kind of a pen? And Aria's like, um, a Fisher ballpoint pen with a custom nib. <laughs> and Spencer goes, correct answer would have been generic. <laughs> it's just like okay but you baited aria you're gonna be like aria what kind of pen and think she's not gonna like immediately be as pretentious as she fucking possibly can and then spencer's like you should really like i know you're still in love with jake or you're still in love with ezra you should you she's know like, you're in such a tough spot she says you like jake you love ezra you love ezra she's and she encouraging goes, it which she is said, how are things going Crazy. in the romantic lit department? Which I was like, okay, there's going to be a second installment of the tortured poets department called the romantic called the lit romantic department. Lit. <laughs> and that is going to be Travis's it'll tape. say It'll say restricted romantic lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's in the restricted section. Nicholas Flamel. And then they go out to the courtyard and Emily is explaining the system that she has created she's color coded it she's like this is my color this is your color white is for people that we don't know and spencer goes oh and emily's like what she's everybody hates each other this episode i yeah, honestly think emily and spencer nerves. are really or spencer's really on emily's nerves and emily says no it's so pam fields of me yeah i'm becoming my mother and this entire time Ezra is watching. Spencer's getting the journal next. And that's a decision that Hannah makes. At first, Arya's reaching for the journal. And then Hannah goes, I think Spencer should read it next. Hannah, like, she swats it out of <laughs> Arya's hand. Arya gives up way easier than and I she think would. she really would. <laughs> um, but I, reali- I realized here, the girls didn't know she and Kayla broke up. So she's now telling them they broke up. And she's kind of just, like, playing it cool and Spencer's, <laughs> Spencer's like, oh, my God, what? I'm like, you shut the fuck up, Spencer. You shut up. Stop pretending. Like <laughs> Wait, he's available? Shit. Where is he? Wait, what? He left you for someone else? So, okay, so he's not too heartbroken to move on with another woman. Understood. I'm very good at luring men out of their happy relationships. <laughs> so that's no problem. Um, there is also poetry <laughs> in the journal. And they're like, did Allie write poetry? Arya's like, wait, 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 wait. 
That was my thing. <laughs> she like, reaches. <laughs> she literally Audrey. is like, wait, 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 wait. A poem? <laughs> and she grabs it. She's like, I got this. This isn't even um, iambic pentameter. Mm, she, what she's trying to say, let me decipher this for you. Um, Aria and is gonna when she Hannah gave the notebook to Spencer because she knew that if she gave it to Aria first, Aria would go in there with a red pen and start like revising, not looking for <laughs> clues. Well, well, it. the first thing Aria would do would, would is actually go through with a red pen and circle every time her name is in it. <laughs> and then she would go through and fix all the grammatical errors. Yes. And then she would go through and get really technical and be like, the flow and the sentence structure is off. And then clues. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then, yeah. so she's she's reading this poem about the busy bee. And she realizes that it's about the busy BN. And Hannah at one point is like, I don't know what she's saying, but rhyme's okay. So Hannah is also critiquing the poetry of Allison. And Aria's like, I used to go to the busy bee breakfast, bed and breakfast all the time. She says that they used to go there for dinner, which I just thought was kind of ironic and then they google it and it's been closed for years but they think for some reason Allie might be hiding out there I just think that's a bit of a stretch I'll be honest if Allie wrote a poem when she was 12 and was like I'm gonna go hide out at this I just feel like it's a little bit of a stretch for me I also so Phoebe mentioned that Fitz is watching them through the window like this whole time then he like moves and he's behind one of the pillars in the courtyard he's giving and snake. i just want you i want you to imagine for one minute being a student at this school and seeing your teacher hiding behind a pillar in between classes and poking <laughs> his head out to look and then <laughs> like, i want you to imagine mr happy doing that <laughs> emily's distracted at work and she got a note from Allie. it's like i want to come home meet me at the kissing rock meet me at so our Emily's spot like, I'm like, wait we a second. Spot. You guys, Emily, maybe you weren't so delusional. You guys fully had a spot and it just so happened to be the kissing rock. The kissing rock. And also not to mention that when we do get there and it hasn't faded one single bit, there's a bright neon <laughs> red heart with EF plus AD written clear as day on the neighborhood kissing spot. So people I'm are coming like, in here all the time. I'm like, okay, two things. One, it is so like bright red that i'm like emily do you come back here and like touch it up i was just gonna say it's like <laughs> emily comes back and like ke up keeps it like make sure there's no like but fading. also like emily if you were so desperate for no one to know that you're gay why did we do first and last initials i know it's really a good you know you could have honestly just done the heart and, and then you, you could have been known. like it's ours or you could have carved it like normal people so you can't it's hard to like figure out what it says you don't need to use the color jungle red <laughs> um but so emily just turns to her coworker, who's by the way already working and goes i have to go home early can you cover my shift and she's out of there before she gets a response hey um this girl's already working <laughs> so no emily you need to find somebody else also, to cover what, your what shift. would be what would be even worse is if that girl was just getting off like she worked the opening shift and she's getting off at like 3 p.m and emily yes. is the closing shift and is like she's like I taking off her apron emily runs and she's like puts it immediately right back <laughs> on like, this is classic this would not fly the coffee tree roasters let me tell you that <laughs> um and then we go to Ezra and Aria, and the quote on Ezra's board says, 
It is one thing to mortify curiosity, another to conquer. Can't wait to figure out what twisted way that makes sense. Um, Ezra's sitting hunchbacked with red earbuds in, looking at something you don't know what it is. Girl, you are skipping all kinds of shit. He is doing that when she walks in. And then Arya walks in, and he takes the headphones off. And she says, what are you working on so intently? And he said, oh, just writing. Not yet ready for public consumption. And then they start talking. Thank you. So um, he says, like, about... So she had dropped off a note. that It wasn't a pen. She dropped off a note. They're secretly hanging out again, which means she's two-timing Jake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guessed it. You heard me right. Um, and he says about last night, what, ha- what happened last night? I think that th- that's when they were at the cabin for the first time, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. And then she it's does unclear, one of her I'm famous... Assu- finger skateboard tricks and then <laughs> leaves <laughs> that's essentially yeah. what she's doing and i'm sorry i didn't see the red headphones at the beginning but i sure did see them at the end and that's when i got the full ick for ezra as he's putting in i also got the ick when he does say about last night because the aria's coming in there to cancel plans with ezra they have plans that night and then ezra says what about tomorrow and she's like i don't know yet She's like not. She's like just. A fl- she's like I can have you when I want to have you. If I like don't want to hang out with you, I don't Which have to. But if I want to, I will. It's just so and then insane. He, he says the thing about last night, and then he goes, "It, it just, it didn't feel like there was anyone else." Oh my god! So acknowledging I, that there, are in fact, twenty-seven. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, he, so he puts the headphones on, he's listening to, or he's watching a video, I'm sure, but he's listening to audio of Ali saying, you still don't know who's threatening me. I need to find a way to not be Allison De Laurentiis. And I'm just wondering why we're doing this at school. <laughs> why are we doing this at school? Go anywhere else. He makes a lot of questions. Literally anywhere this else. Episode. Um, I have to pee so bad, but I do just want to read what I wrote this next thing I wrote. An Emily Forrest scene to cleanse the palate. Why is she <laughs> always just traipsing around through the forest? It's like we haven't done this in a little bit and we got to fill three seconds. So let's have Emily just like a music video or something. It's because Emily doesn't have any personality traits. They have yeah. to be like, well, maybe she's an outdoorsy girl. Like, she like loves she's sporty. She must love tree bark and dirt. Yeah, but <laughs> it is giving. I'm about to go into a contemporary dance. The music. Yeah. She's like dramatically and it goes on for like a little too long. And she's just waiting for Allie at the Kissing Rock. And that's and when we like, see the what heart. What memories do you really have here? Because as far as yeah. we were concerned, Allie kissed you once and then yelled at you in the locker room when and you tried to And as far as I'm concerned, I bet Allie has a million and one memories here. Just not with <laughs> you. So why do you even want to come here? But I'm also like, Emily, are we like, this is where I'm like, I want to root for you. I want to root for you so bad. But you got a handwritten note and you're like, oh, well, the most comforting thing for me to believe is that it's from my dead best friend and girlfriend. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, presumed dead. But there is also a bloodthirsty stalker who's out to get me. And probably does have samples of her handwriting <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to go back to the girlfriend theory and I'm going to go wait alone in the forest at a rock and just sit there and just wait. And I'm not going to think about the murderous person because that doesn't fit my narrative. To the Hastings Castle. And Spencer's like on the phone with, I guess... Peter's assistant and is like he needs to get in touch with me ASAP and I'm honestly so annoyed with Spencer this entire episode she has so much audacity this whole time it's like actually annoying me she walks into the kitchen 
while she's on the phone and she sees Peter talking to Jessica De Laurentiis about something. Jason's name comes up and like Jason doesn't know something. And Spencer keeps the phone <laughs> up against her ear and goes, actually, you know what? I'll just tell him. I got him here right now. <laughs> yeah, she loves to catch someone in a lie. So Jess D leaves and Spencer's like, "Tell what are you talking about? What doesn't Jason know? Tell me. The assumption that she's entitled to any information is crazy, but I, I understand, but it's still wild. But we find out that um, Mrs. and Mr. De Laurentiis are getting a divorce. So Peter is advising, which seems a bit inappropriate to me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So then, okay. This next shot, cruel. We get a shot of Hannah and the brew looking for Emily. But our opening frame is Hannah face to face with a display thing of lady locks just staring at them. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we it get it. worse too. We get it. And then the guy's like... Yeah, then Travis walks up and he's like, do you need me to buy you one? <laughs> he's like, you're dripping <laughs> on the floor, all your saliva. Your freaking mouth is watering. And she goes, uh, no, one leads to a dozen. <laughs> Girl, I get and it. It's like, don't have to explain that to me. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not Maybe not money-wise. I feel like yeah, if I bought one, I'd true. be good. I'm not going to go spend $4 on every that's single true. one. But I know what you mean. And then Travis, uh, she asks how Travis is and he says, uh, I'm okay. Just low on jet fuel. <laughs> I hate when people talk like this. He's giving such bad boy vibes, and we know Hannah can't resist a bad boy, so Mm-mm. I'm sensing... I think we should start calling him Killa Trav. Oh, my God. He... Okay. Okay, done. She's now <laughs> going to be with Killa Trav. I bet. Um, but she's looking <laughs> for Emily. Is, this is this is Killa Trav and Taylor for people who, like, are a little bit... For people who bad. eat flaming hot Cheetos, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's Caroline's go-to for anyone it who's like is, a little but bit like, like when I say it, you know exactly what I mean. So um, it's true, it's true. But so we find out that somebody saw Cece at a train station in Maryland, and by the time the cops showed up, she was gone. So we have like an idea of where she could be, and they think she was hard on cash, and she made a few big deposits before Wilden died. So. The theory here is that maybe Cece was paid to kill Wildem. Um, and all oh, Hannah's like talking to him and he kind of asks how her mom is. And she's like, well, she started her new job today. And as it turns out, people still read the papers. And it's just like, oh, my God, can't be easy to be a Marin. Can't be easy. And also can't be Travis easy to be Daddy Travis is incredibly Hastings. inquisitive. He is. He like he asks about Caleb even. And Hannah's like. Caleb's great. <laughs> Caleb's good. Why do you ask? <laughs> and then, yeah, we go to the Hastings Castle and we find out that Mr. Hastings was going to meet with Toby to explain to him that they don't really have a case anymore. Yeah, Toby's mom's death was ruled as an accident. She was on the roof and she slipped and fell, but we did find out there was another patient on the roof at the time and they covered it up to protect that patient because they were really fragile. But the... Consensus. But that's where it does kind of get me. It, well, I'm like, me, so then it's I not clear that. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, that doesn't really change anything. It still was covered up. And you led a family to think yes. that their mom died by suicide this entire time. And she yeah. didn't. Avoid that liability claim. <laughs> Avoid it. But um, let me tell you, Caroline, this is one of those things that you need to remember. And when it, this gets tied up, it's mind-blowing. It's freaking mind-blowing, okay? Wow, well, I'm looking forward to it. 
We see that Emily is just about done waiting for Allie. Waiting for you is like waiting for <laughs> rain in this drought. In this drought. Useless and disappointing. That really was what we got to see on Sunday. <laughs> like it really kind was. Of. That, that ending. Wait, out. I did think it was interesting Nick talking about like what it would have looked like if, what they if the lost. Chiefs had lost. I know. Did you see the very personal, intimate TikTok that was posted on her TikTok? No. It was like giving like, are we on your close friends right now, Taylor? Did you like she it's a video like she's filming it and we get like you see like the height difference in the video. She's like up at Travis in the club and then she pans to her parents in the club and then she turns it to herself and she was like, they said it's like a family friends party. They said I should bring my parents and she's like, I shouldn't have brought them to this. Oh, my God. Like it was like. Her posting her personal life like that, I don't think she's done that no. since, like, pre-1989. We just see this super curated version of her, so that's kind of neat. Like, she must be trying. They're rebranding. She is in a rebrand, and I love it. Spencer chased Jessica De Laurentiis to the <laughs> brew. Jesse leaves this the Hastings Castle. Spencer runs after her, apparently, because she walks in breathless about three steps after jess i'm also like i'm like spencer even when you were talking to them i was like okay you can talk to your dad like this i guess if needed but the fact that you're doing it in front of jessica is what's really rubbing me the wrong way yeah and i was like surely she gets that but no, no because she does really do this so. she goes and yells oh my gosh this <laughs> line says, caroline you just have to trust me there are a lot of lawyers in this town why don't you find one you haven't slept with and keep my family out of it. You just kind of she like screams don't that do the, the right words sometimes. <sighs> so that's where it's like, well, it was written a certain way, but um, but anyway, I just don't know about Spencer's like reaction though. Like to, I'm like, okay, chill. Like, since when do you give a fuck what your parents are doing? And since when would you care if if your dad was having an affair at this point? Like, I don't really get the it's vibe kind that of like Vivi father, and like daughter Peter vibes. are like are like smitten head over heels in love seems a bit like an arrangement like so and also you didn't like walk in there you didn't walk in there and catch them like on the couch making out oh my god am i getting a they, fucking they cold sore they were just talking what i think i'm getting a cold sore <gasps> oh no uh, it's like suddenly Are, i just like got that feeling you're stressed I know I'm really stressed and I like don't sleep. You gotta take some L-lysine four at a time the next couple days and get a Breva. Get a Breva from the mom will tell. Ask mom which one to get. There's a guys. If any of you guys get cold sores, the CVS brand of cold sore treatment is like someone is taking a laser to your lip <laughs> and erasing the cold sore. It is the best. Like, I don't, it's cheaper than a Breva, number one. It's clear. It's not white. That's nice. And it, like, you feel it working. It, like, stings for a little bit. And then it's gone in a couple days. Okay. It's well, great. I 10 out of 10 recommend. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So, then we have all the girls. They're all piled in Emily's car. We're headed to the Busy Bee in Killingworth. And they're just chatting. They're catching up on, like, you know, CC's in Maryland, they're rereading or they're reading the journal and we get to some pages that are titled hot for teacher. And Spencer's like 
trying to like sneakily take photos of them. And Aria is just like watching her. And she goes, I get that when you get car sick. Like taking pictures <laughs> of the pages so she doesn't have to read in the car or something. I don't know. It's, it's so funny. Um, and um, there's nothing in the book that is really like sounded like it's about Cece yet. And then Hannah's in such a terrible mood. Emily was late to picking the girls up because she was a kissing rock. So Hannah and Emily are keeping stuff from Spencer and Aria because Emily hasn't told any of them that she might have seen Allie last night. And then Emily's like, how are you to Hannah? And Emily goes, actually Fine. gives a shit. And then Emily goes, no, I mean about Caleb. And Hannah goes, me too. <laughs> and I love she, she like <laughs> Hannah like turns on her angry girl music. We know she loves. And Emily's like Hannah and like turns it down. And she goes, I thought this was a road trip. <laughs> she but it's clear that she's doing she she turns the music on once. Aria and Spencer get to a certain story in the yes, journal. Yes, yes. So we hear that these are some of the these are some of the names that Allie had for people. Spencer goes, okay, well, we have human cheat sheet, which is definitely me. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure who Susie Clueless is. And then Aria starts reading it. Aria's like, Allie's friend's dad is having an affair, but the girl is Susie Clueless and doesn't know. Huh. She's like, that could have been goes, any of us. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo could be literally any. Like, okay, but not well, really. It, like, it I mean, couldn't have been Emily. Yeah, uh, Emily's the only one Wayne. that it really couldn't have been. But like, it's like very obviously Arya. And then Arya goes, "Purple me." Asking for a no, purple she, post-it she, note. Then Kill she me. goes, "Oh wait, oh wait, this is definitely me." It says she has no idea or. Her freakish pink Something hair, but I like her style. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I love her the, style. The, the adjective Aria's used like, is freakish, <laughs> which is so funny. It's so good. And then we get to the cradle robber, and they're like, "Who could this be? Is board shorts maybe not an older man? We're like, oh my maybe god, a younger man." <sighs> and I'm also like, y- "You guys are in eighth grade when these journals are being written. How much younger can he really be?" Once the cradle robber story is brought up, that's when Hannah turns the music on really loud and like doesn't want to hear them talk about it but yeah i did also make note of when aria goes purple me purple me and then the girls end <laughs> up in the middle of nowhere because somehow the engine of emily's car has stopped working so they're trying to problem solve and god i just wish sydney sweeney was here because they have god, opened up too. the hood of the car and emily's like okay okay and it's like um nice try but i wish that sid was here because if she was here we'd be <laughs> out of this in a jiffy <laughs> she jiffy. works on cars. She oh works my on cars. God. So Hannah texts Killa Trav to bring his toe. Actually, like Trav, can you bring your toe? And a storms incoming. <laughs> like things are just looking bad. Travis isn't going to be there for two hours. So Aria, oh, thank God, pulls up on her phone. That oh my God, uh, Ezra's cabin is just a few minutes away. So she lies and says it's her uncle's cabin and that they can go there. So they start walking to the cabin. While this is happening, you will never believe what's happening back in Rosewood. Fitz is making a house call. Predator Z, this is just beyond inappropriate. Beyond. He shows up and he asks Ashley Marin if Hannah is home. Um, keep in mind, Ashley Marin, I believe. He, he knows exactly where they are. Y- yes. But also, I believe Ashley Marin is aware of his history. Like, isn't everybody? I think it's common knowledge now. It's hard to tell, if I'm being totally honest. Um, so he gave her an extension on her schoolwork. She didn't turn it in. So now he's like, she could fail the class. And, you know, I could spend extra hours with her. 
um, which is just like, I'm sorry, not appropriate. And then Ashley gets a call and I'm kind of getting the vibe. This call wasn't a plant by A. That's what I think, too. And she goes, it might take a lot a while. And Ezra, don't worry. Ezra's got a book. Nothing goes, if I not entertain myself. reliably intolerable. Mm-hmm. And it gets worse, actually, at the very end of the scene when he says something. Never it's like, you're so it. annoying. Yeah. He does something even crazier <laughs> than show up to Hannah Marin's house. He decides to go up to Hannah's room. He goes up the steps. I literally wrote, but though, imagine doing what Ezra is doing in our childhood home. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was like, imagine if you, if one of our teachers walked and like mom answers the door and she's like, I have to go take a call in the kitchen. And he's like supposed to be sitting in the living room. Uh, sorry, guys, a mouse couldn't move silently <laughs> in that home. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you're going to be found out within, like, the moment your mind decides to take a step, it's already, <laughs> the house has already fallen the apart. The house has already moved. <laughs> yes, yes. The house has already gone, Guys, oh. imagine trying to, like, imagine, like, coming home from college and you're on break and you, like, stay out. And then Sheesh. you have to come home and you have to try to um, find the pockets of the stairs that are not going to creak as mm-hmm. you walk up them. You had to really memorize and then the floor none of, pattern. <laughs> none of the doors in the house also really um, close Open like normal or doors. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really function like doors. Um, <laughs> so when we reference the doors in the house, we do all the door. We do air quotes um, <laughs> for that. So Ezra is going through her bag, dumps it out on the bed. Like it's just fully making a mess. And he's looking so for So you have to journal. clean this up now. Yes. So then he decides to take it. Even you didn't think he could go further. Well, you're wrong. He opens up her computer and starts clickety clacking on there. I'm stressed because Ashley's starting to like inch closer back to the entryway and he's still upstairs. And I mean, I'd be happy for him to be found out, but it still makes me stressed because who knows what he's capable of. I'm also like, why didn't you just ask? Why weren't you like, can I run to the bathroom while you take that call? Yeah. Well, that's what I figured he would say. Unless maybe he he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know if there's maybe a powder room and he doesn't want to risk well, he shouldn't having know, to then use he's her that teacher, time. not her personal friend. Well, I'm just saying A should know if the, the the footprints of all these houses. Well, A would know, but he he's not going to say, hey, by the way, I'm stalking your daughter, so I know there's a powder room, but I'm just going to use the one up there. No, 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 no. What I mean is like maybe he doesn't know if there's a powder room, so he doesn't want to ask if he can use the bathroom. And then uh, he's in a situation maybe. where he has to use that bathroom and he he squanders his chance well he could just not ask and then when she comes back be like oh sorry i was looking for your restroom i didn't want to bother you he could have done he could have just not done any of it he could have not showed up um the girls so then yeah he does make it back downstairs and that's where we get that line where he says he never leaves home without one oh i think that jacob (laughs) alordi says the same thing that okay you know what unfortunately that does check out to me and that works and that works for me (laughs) Basically, what we found out about the we are going to the cabin, but just to explain, it's not just like someone was also kind of hacking into the GPS because Aria's map doesn't say that there was construction and that's what got them off the highway to begin with. I'm like, wait, okay, Ezra, did you have both of these plans going on simultaneously? That you were like, well, if the journal's not at Hannah's house, then I'm going to trap them close enough to the cabin that Aria decides to take them there. And maybe they have the journal, and then I'll just like Seems somehow like, be yeah, able to get it. Yeah, we left a lot up to chance here, which 
yeah. isn't really like part of the A thing. Um, and Spencer and Hannah kind of hang behind as the girls are talking and Spencer's like, Hannah, there's a page missing in the part about the cradle robber. Like, and Hannah's getting really defensive. And so Spencer just straight up asks, she's like, did you take the page out? And Hannah says, no. And I'm kind of like, why don't you just tell her yes? So then she can That's help you like cover I it up. I also was just like, Hannah, you're being a little, it's a little much right now. I know. This is one of the moments where I'm just like, they're, they're gonna understand. You've already lied to them about having the journal. Mm-hmm. You may as well just like be like, all right. It's and honestly, also, you like didn't think that they were going to notice that, that a page was torn out of there? Yeah. Well, and exactly. Exactly. There's no way that, like, it goes unnoticed. Um, so then, yeah, now Ezra is in his A gear driving to the cabin. The girls now have beautiful umbrellas, like big ass rich people black umbrellas because it's pouring, mm-hmm. which they were, were. Where did you get those? The car, you left it back there. You were worried <laughs> about the storm, so it doesn't seem like you would have had, like, it's just handy. Um, and we get to the cabin and Spencer goes, you should bring Jake here. You should bring Jake here. And Ari's like, nobody move anything, but I'm going to make tea. Does anybody want tea? She, she like walks in and she's like, grab a, uh, grab something off the couch. It's either, maybe it's like, I didn't even see what is something of hers. I guess. Yeah. I think it was a hat. <laughs> yeah. And then she makes tea. And Emily stands up for Hannah to Spencer and Ari. She's like, why are you being so hard on Hannah? Like, which I love. Yeah. I love their friendship. Um, and Aria is just like, okay, guys, can we f- please focus? Do you want chamomile or hibiscus? <laughs> All right. So Hannah's ready to come clean. She's like, listen up. The cradle robber, it's about me and little Mike. It's about me and Mikey, Mike. And we get the flashback to Allie catching Hannah and Mike making out. But there appears to have been some fondling as well because Hannah's like adjusting her sweater. Also, guess where they were making out? In the living room. Downstairs in, in Aria's living room while all the girls are upstairs. Yes. And so Allie comes down and she's like, I can't believe you would do this. And Hannah's like, I'm not skinny or perfect like the rest of you. Like, boys don't look at me. He's really nice to me. And Allie's like, no, he just wanted to feel your boobs. And she says that she won't tell Aria that Hannah hooked up with her brother, but only because Aria would never forgive you. And I don't want that to happen to you. And someday you'll find someone who loves you for you. It just might take you a little longer than the rest of us. That's all. At first, at first she had me for a second. I was like, okay, that's kind of nice. And then she had to say the second part. But it's the whole thing. Like the, you're now indebted to me because otherwise. Oh yeah, no, I just mean... That no, I know, but then that line, I know, I know, I know. It's just the whole thing. It just is like, Jesus Christ, what, like, a, compu- a complicated, like, person and friendship. Then we go back to the cabin, and Arya's like, I'm not even really, like, I don't really feel anything about it. I'm just shocked that Mike has kept quiet this whole time. And we find out that Allie kept him quiet. There's a moment where she says, like, I get it or something. <laughs> I was like, I get it. My <laughs> brother's hot. Oh, My brother's <laughs> hot. Like, yeah, we have a really, really hot family. Um, people are always like, I mean, you know about my dad and Meredith. Um, Ella, who famously is in Vienna right now. And then me, of course. Like, we just have always kind of like, we can't help it. We have, there's like a magnetism uh, with us. Monca- it's called the Montgomery magnetism. So. Right. It's funny. Um, but Hannah, it's it's nice and it's not as bad as she thinks it's going to be. And Arya's like, you really thought even now that like I would not be your friend. And it is a really good moment for Arya 
which we get mm-hmm. so few. Um, and then Hannah tells the girls that Caleb met someone else and left her. Ugh. Uh, her phrasing it like that is heartbreaking. We realized that this whole time Ezra's outside just watching like he was earlier and he yes. sees that they have the journal. So he's in luck. He's going to be able to pull Get this off maybe. And then her. Hannah goes outside. Emily chases after her. And Hannah wants to be left alone. And then they hear something like crack in the woods. And it's a moment that we've seen too many times before. Literally. Hannah says it's probably just a bear or something. For all, like, and I can tell they're, Emily, using, they're reusing goes, footage. Yeah, Emily goes, just a bear. And Hannah goes, fine, you can stay. Um, Sparia goes to get blankets and stuff. And Spencer's like, where does your uncle keep his linens? And Arya's <laughs> still being super jumpy. Like, there's, I guess, one of her shirts in the laundry room, which I'm like, if no, it's No, it's your- a Hollis shirt. Oh, okay. I'm like, it's not that weird. If this was your uncle's house and, like, something of yours was there, number one, it's not that weird. It's not like it's in a different state. Number two, mm-hmm. like, you you live in a place where Hollis is a college and it's someone related to you and your dad. Were, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, okay, it's not that girl, weird. you want her to ask you so bad. <laughs> yeah, literally. I love when Spencer, when Arya's like, um, uh, the blankets are there. And Spencer goes to grab them and she goes, these aren't blankets, but they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they get locked in the storage room, which I could have seen coming from a mile away. And and the door like flies shut. Like it's like when someone's like standing behind the door and they just go like that. Like this. Yeah, with like <laughs> yeah, so all their fast. might. Yeah. Um it, it made me laugh. And Emily and Hannah don't have service. They were trying to get service to talk to Travis. So Emily's like, let's go back. And they really do need to get back now because Arya and Spencer are trying to figure out what's going on. And they look through the keyhole and they see that a is walking around the cabin and they spy windows. So they're, they open them and they start like screaming for help. And as they do that, there's like crashing inside the cabin and the doorknob is jiggling and it's all very scary. And then it's just Emily and Hannah. And I'm like, if it was Ezra, that literally would have been fine. Like you would have been like, Hey, Oh my God, Arya. And then, like, yeah, her friends would have found out the they're fit, talking. The but fit like, would have been weird. The fit, I think that they would have been like, why do you have gloves that's on? That's true. That's true. But uh, he also but probably, if he was going to, I thought he was going to open the thing and, like, he would have taken that off. You know what I mean? Like, I thought yeah, that's maybe. what was going to happen. He also, like, when they look through the keyhole, I'm like, you came here for one thing. And that's to get this journal that's plain as day on the table and you're just walking back and forth you get it you get out what if hannah and emily walk in exactly which they literally do and they just miss them but yeah when hannah or sorry when aria and spencer get out they realize a is gone and no one saw him leave and Allie's journal is also gone and then there's a knock at the door and there's like a thunder or a lightning crash and we get this silhouette like out of a fucking black and white horror movie it's Killatrav, but they barricade the door just in case before they open it. <laughs> but um, also, the journal's gone, but in its place is Emily's bracelet that she left at the Kissing Rock. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't mention when she was at the Kissing Rock, when she decided to leave, we kind of saw someone watching. Travis got the girls home pretty quick, so now he's at Hannah's, and he's like, you guys were pretty quiet, and Hannah asks what she owes for the tow. She just kind of wants to get the exchange over with and he doesn't charge her and she tries again to pay him and like ha- like hands him cash and he grabs both of her hands and says, can't I just be a nice guy? Oh, I, I like my when God. He says, 
I'm not your employee. I'm your friend. Which is like what Hannah needs to hear from someone right now because yes. her friends aren't really acting that and way. And like also, I know she's being annoying, but her friends are also like, yeah, I mean, they're not Hannah's having never, a ton of sympathy for her. Hannah's never being as annoying as anybody else on screen. You know, like even when she no. is annoying, it's still not as bad. But also, um, I wanted to say that, and and you know, I love Caleb. Like it's not a read, but like. In the beginning of Caleb and Hannah's relationship, it was very much like an exchange. Like it was like mm-hmm. he was going to help them. But in return, he was getting a place to live or she was paying him or whatever. Like it was in the beginning. He always took the money. And now she's with this guy who won't. And like, I it's think it's, <laughs> it, it is giving Killa Trav versus Joel with. I'm literally Caleb does give like because it's like it is like Caleb. Caleb needed the money the yeah. same way joe alwyn needed the exposure yeah and it's not to say that like like it's under caleb's motives are understandable at the beginning of their relationship but that doesn't mean that travis doing it travis being the opposite now isn't like refreshing for hannah right 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 so especially when she's also like kind of poor yeah i mean i know she's not but like she i have no idea what her while. financial <laughs> situation is to be no. fair <laughs> it's very confusing yeah so that was just it's too much for her she breaks down and she goes outside and sits and he just follows her and just like sits with her it's really sweet she's wearing one of those one of those rings that i never quite understood that have openings for two of your fingers so like Mm. now your fingers are kind of stuck together yeah it's like a splint like i don't quite understand and it's like a bar on top yeah why did we do that why did we make those so Spencer, again, her favorite hobby is eavesdropping on her dad, and he's actually in jeans, which was very startling. And she catches him in a lie on the phone with Phoebe. He says, like, basically he's talking about how earlier he was at what a deposition or something, um, and he wasn't. And he yells at Spencer for talking to Jessica, and he says something actually crazy he says you keep pushing it and you will be the one to ruin this family do you understand what a horrible thing to say to your daughter you will ruin this family dude look what you did to this family yeah look at everything that has happened to this family like and he says as as long as you live under my roof you will stay away from her. He also like calls Jessica that woman a lot in this conversation. And you can tell that he's very emotionally detached from that whole situation, which may be why he was able to just like to him. He maybe was just giving legal advice earlier. It he's al- like, I don't really yeah. care about this woman. It also gives me though, like it gives me <laughs> like the guilty husband in a murder mystery. Who's talking about, the like mistress or whatever who like is dead mm-hmm. and yeah it's like in the undoing or whatever it's sort of like the same like yeah. the way they talk about like that whatever and it's like but no but you did have a really just a, you're just a bad person anyway it's giving that mm-hmm. then uh, we go to the field's house and aria's on the phone with ezra and he's like making sure that they like had a good night or whatever he's asking about hannah <laughs> again then, keep her name out of your then, mouth yeah, I don't understand. Like, with the Aria, I'm like, why ask about Hannah? Who yeah. cares? Um, and then the then the call ends, and she says something unimaginable. She says, I love you. He says, I love you. And it's not clear she's going to say it at first. I thought she wasn't going to say it. And then she does. 
And what's what's even crazier about the fact that she does is that then she walks into Emily's room and Emily says, was that Jake? And Arya says, yes. Hey, you were just like right outside Emily's door. She heard you talking to someone, a boy, and you said, I love you. (laughs) And And now you're lying to your friend. But you're also implying that you would say that you love Jake. You've been with him for one minute. I don't know. And then we get to this interesting line that kind of has a double meaning because Emily says it sucks having to lie to them, right? She's like, it sucks having to lie to Paige. I did write down at one point when, oh, when they were outside of the car, when they were stranded in the middle of the woods, all of them were like, oh, fuck, like I'm lying to my partner about where I am. Yeah. It wasn't like my parents think yeah. I'm studying at your house like, and oh, now well, we're stranded. Psh. It's like, oh, fuck. Toby thinks I'm studying at your house, Em. It's so true. They don't care at what all. What is Toby going to think? <laughs> who thing. cares what Toby thinks? Who, actually, who cares? Um, speaking of and Toby, Spencer's visiting him. He doesn't even look up from his computer. He's like, so did your dad figure stuff out about Radley? And she walks in with a full suitcase packed. She is so dramatic. <laughs> she said, okay, as <laughs> long as I live under like your roof, I'll like stay away from her. Try me. I love those videos. Like now that TikTok exists and parents can take videos of the kids that like will pack their like little plastic Spider-Man suitcase so and like cute. run away. <laughs> That's so Spencer coded right now. It's so cute. And then we go back to the field house and Emily shows Aria the note from Allie and they kind of talk about that situation. And she at that tells moment, her they get an A message that says, it's a picture of the busy beat in, right? And the message yeah. says, looks like I'm winning. Thanks for the tip. So Emily's like, oh my God, we just like literally gave Allie to A because we put all these pieces together in the yeah. journal. And now A has a journal and it's whoever finds her gets to keep her. So we got to go. And that's when we get our A It looks scene. like Aria is going to be thankful next episode that Spencer got carsick. Oh, yeah. Good, good thinking. Be- good. Ah, that's true. Our A scene, we have A at a desk with a journal and an apple, almost as if he's a teacher. And it shows him on a computer, like, shutting down Emily's car from remotely, I guess, and, like, also putting the fake road closure up or something. So he orchestrated all of it to get the journal is what yeah. we're seeing, right? And that, oh, I'm sorry. I said the A scene, and I've literally maybe never done the A scene. That's fine. I'm so sorry. Hmm. Would it make you feel better if you got to do the synopsis? No, not even a little bit. Okay, good, because I love reading aloud. Okay. Um, Synopsis for next week, season four, episode 16. The episode is called Close Encounters. Shauna tells Emily that she has a message from Allie, but can Emily and the girls trust Shauna with all that they know about her? And when Shauna says that Allie wants to meet Emily, and only Emily, could it all be part of an A plan? I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with probably. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use context clues. Um, All right. Well, Fee, do you have anything else that you need to, any wisdom to impart on our listeners? Anything to update us on? Nope. Do something. My God, it's like, do something. Um, well, okay, then, I, then I'll talk. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you have not listened to our guest episode last week, we had Megan Albadress on the pod. It was such a fun episode. Um, there are some video clips on our social media pages. So if you want a little taste of it, you can look there. Um, her social media information is at Demi DeVito. 
She's so talented. She was so cool. It was so fun talking with her. Um, she's hilarious. So I think you guys will really like it if you haven't already listened. Um, and to those of you who have listened, I hear you. You want more guests and and we we hear you. So we're working on it. Exciting things coming up. Um, if you are a Patreon member, there is no Patreon episode this week. Your third episode comes out next week. And that is the pilot recap of how to get away with murder, a personal fave. But if you miss us, you can listen to the podcast we released last week. And that is, as we said, very brave, very raw video. And the video is on the Patreon and and it's harrowing, but it's there. And um, there's <laughs> also a Vanderpump Rules recap from earlier this month you can listen to. Um, so don't say we never gave you anything. Follow us on all social media at pretty underscore little underscore podcast. Buy our merch. Join the Patreon. And we will see, see you next, next week. week. Oh, and please rate us. Please rate. Please <laughs> rate and review. Please. Please. All right. Um, and split. Splat. <laughs> that was kind of a half-hearted splat, but I'll let it slide. <laughs>